about one of the most wonderful podcasts in existence, yes. It is called The Go Home Show, and it is hosted by Jordan and Nick, and they are both true subscribers to my broken brilliant, yes. They talk about wrestling. They cover everything in the wrestling multiverse. Make sure to check them out, The Go Home Show, as you will find it absolutely stupendous. And we're back with another episode of The Go Home Show. I'm Jordan here again with my boy, Nick. What's up, guys? I just want everybody to know we've made people disappear before, and we will do it again. <laughs> yeah, man. We'll talk about that one in a second because I, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, we're back. We switched it up last week with the uh, Ready to Rumble watch along. Hope everybody enjoyed that. That movie rules. <laughs> Great movie. Loved it. Jimmy King's the best wrestler. He's, He's the best. The wrestler. Better than Better all than the wrestlers. <laughs> see, now I get that reference. Yeah, see? That movie rules. But yeah, man. So we're back for episode 13 and 13 or 14, whatever it is. Episode something with the one in front of it. <laughs> it doesn't matter what number it is. But first, I want to start off on a serious note and say rest in peace to Kamala. He passed away today, I believe it was. So the, the Ugandan giant, rest in peace. The legend for sure. Yeah. I only remember I only remember him really from my childhood as the guy like when I first my earliest memories of the Undertaker was yeah. wrestling Kamala. Yep, 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 yeah. Um, Apparently he had been sick for a while, but definitely rest in peace. Hopefully yep. I've seen a lot of people posting a lot of memories with him, like their like young memories of watching Kamala as they were growing up too. So he definitely has the legacy left behind for sure. But yeah, so let's hop into the news from this week that happened aside from that. So as you kind of <laughs> hinted at, man, Marty Janetti, this man, he's, I don't He's off his, he was, a, he used to be a rocker and now he's off his rocker. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to explain it. So basically, what was it? Thursday night, Friday night. I, I think it had to be Thursday or Wednesday. Early in the morning, he posts this long Facebook post saying how he hadn't even told his brother about this. That so he was buying weed from some guy at a bowling alley, and then the dude tried to touch him. So he he said that was the first time I made somebody disappear, <laughs> and he said the first time. Like, like it wasn't the last time. <laughs> yeah, the whole message was about some woman that he was seeing, some love interest. 
Yeah, he was like he, he explained like, the whole story of yeah. like how that dude he made him disappear and he's like and at that moment I have told myself I'd never let somebody hurt me again. <laughs> and then he started talking about this woman and I was like, dude, what is this man talking about? Like it's crazy. And it's all on it's all on Facebook. And yeah, like, like a public of Facebook. All the social media to use. Yeah. Facebook to 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 confess to a past murder from 40 years ago? Yeah, he said he was 13 years old, and it was the first time he made somebody disappear. I feel like, like if I, the police have opened an investigation into this, apparently. Yeah, which is uh, Marty Gennetti, man. Who knows? He even went on an interview on some radio show, and it was like, oh, no, I never said I murdered him. All the headlights said murder. I just said he disappeared. But then he goes into detail saying, yeah, he chased me behind the bowling alley and then he got me on the ground and I got on top and started hitting him with the brick and then he was he wasn't moving so I threw him in the river. But that but he just went missing. I didn't murder him. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. It's like if there's a bunch of donuts and I ate a bunch of them and they're like, Where'd the donuts go? And it's like, I don't know, they disappeared. It's like, yeah, right. You ate them. Like, whatever. It's what, what you want to call it. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he said, Call it what call, the fuck. Call it whatever you want. He just disappeared. <laughs> They gone. But if you look at his past Facebook post from like years, because I've seen his shit years ago yeah, he's been, of just crazy ramblings, talking about how he thinks his daughter's hot or something, just crazy so, he's shit. Something weird. Yeah, he's just Marty bonkers. Been in, yeah, he's been off his rocker, as you said, for a while. But that was like a big thing in the news this week. That, like TMZ picked it up at every, like it was everywhere. So it's, yeah. He's went through the barbershop window too many times. Yeah, I get <laughs> maybe he maybe he deserved that one after. Maybe Apparently. Sean was right. Maybe Sean was right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but that's crazy. But that was like the most newsworthy thing that happened this week, obviously, because it was everywhere. You couldn't go on the internet without seeing Marty Janetti trending, which Marty Janetti went trending in twenty twenty. Who would have guessed it? Especially for that. <laughs> the year gets weirder and weirder. <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah man let's hop into the weekend wrestling uh we're gonna go to something i was at warrior wrestling we did the interview with steve obviously and it was a really fun show man i was in attendance with my brother and my cousin and you watched it on the did you watch it on fighter uh I didn't yeah i watched it on fight app oh yeah it was it was a really fun show man um the way they had it set up like the social distancing rules and everything as steve talked about in the interview it was like they handled it probably the best I've seen an independent promotion handle it so far. They had temperature checks at the door. The way, like, there was like 15 feet between you and anybody else around you. It was perfect, man. It was awesome. We had, they had it was on the football field, and you were allowed to bring coolers and stuff. Had lawn chairs. It was comfortable. We had a great view right on the. And so the ring was on the 50. We were on like the 45. It was perfect, man. It was a really fun show. Uh, it was crazy. Um, I think Kylie Ray and Lance Archer were the most over people on the show. <laughs> See, that's the thing is I was going to ask you because I could hear commentary. I can hear commentary and a little bit of intro music. And yeah. obviously the, if the wrestlers were yelling shit back at each other, I could hear that. Couldn't hear much of a pop from the crowd or any type of chance. Really? Uh, I know there was chance because the commentators would talk about it. Yeah. But I, any type of crowd reaction I didn't really hear. Uh, maybe because it was outside. Yeah, it probably was hard to pick that up on. Like, yeah, yeah. But it was a pretty good, good crowd. There was, I guess well, I'll explain the crowd reaction as we run through the card. I just want to get through the results and everything. But 
Yeah, I think the crowd was pretty hot for it for a lot of it. And like I said, Kylie Ray was over. She was in the first match, which we'll talk about right now, and she got the biggest pop for like the first half of the show, I'd say. It was awesome. So yeah, she so for the uh number one contendership for the women's warrior or the warrior women's championship, it was Kylie Ray against Ray Lynn, the battle of the Rays, and Kylie ended up getting the win there. So now she's number one contender for uh, Tessa Blanchard's championship. Ooh. I am. I'm gonna love to see that match. For sure. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Hopefully, Tess can make it back up from Mexico eventually. Right. They can have that. I'm sure, match. she has plans to. Otherwise, she probably. I mean, she probably would have made it known that, okay, I'm not gonna be able to come back for a unseeable amount of time. So maybe, I don't know. Yeah, you would they think so. Stripped her, I would imagine. Yeah, I would. I would assume so if they had hadn't had any communication with her. So. Yeah, it was awesome. And the match after that, we had Isaiah Velasquez against Trey Lamar. And that match was awesome, man. They These two, they have, like, they had really good chemistry. I think that was, like, the first time they wrestled probably. But it was awesome. Isaiah ended up getting the win. <laughs> it was funny. They, uh, there was this guy in front of me who was, like, popping for Isaiah. But every time he chanted for him, he kept saying, uh, Isaiah. Isaiah and not Isaiah's. <laughs> and yeah. then somebody corrected him. He's like, oh. And the dude did not chant once for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> he he uh he was a fan of Isaiah, but once he found out it was more than one, he was like, well, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Man. It was really funny. I like Trey Lamar a lot. He's one of my favorite newer guys that I've recently found because he was at that GCW show. That's the first yeah, time I've seen anything of him, but he's he's really good, man. Yeah, Isaiah's this is a second. My second viewing of of him, and yeah, he was great in this. I was surprised that he didn't win too, because they said that uh, Velasquez was a, a local guy. Yeah, he's a Chicago guy. He's like what they call him, the ace of freelance. Um, he's like gotcha. one of their main guys. I've seen. Oh, okay. He had like a few really good matches with Ali while Mustafa Ali was still working freelance. That was his like main promotion. So Isaiah is really good. So I th- I think he's kind of underlooked in like the whole like entire indie scene but he's definitely one of the more like respected guys on the chicago scene so i kind of figured he would win that one yeah they were both great it was a great match yeah definitely. i just was surprised usually the local guy doesn't go over yeah yeah, yeah for sure but next we had the murder hawk monster and sam adonis man lance archer was over he everybody was going crazy when he came out he killed some kid on the way out what? Of course he did. Like some high schooler. I think I think it was. I don't know. He <laughs> killed him with a forearm. <laughs> Everybody dies, even the high schoolers. Exactly. Everybody dies. So this match ended in a DQ, which will come back later at the in the show. But Sam Adonis hit him with a low blow, I believe, directly in front of the ref to purposely get disqualified, then ran away because he didn't want to die. And everybody dies. Yeah, everybody dies. Even the it was nuts. Uh, <laughs> it seemed kind of a. Sh- I, we talked about this before we started recording, but it, to me, it, watching it, it seemed like a finish where that he maybe he was supposed to low blow him, but maybe it, it wasn't what I saw. It didn't look like he low blowed him enough or made the yeah. ref see it enough. It was kind of a little bit of hesitation there. Yeah, so I didn't know if it was somebody if they called it early or something, or but you said that that's how it was just it happened how it was supposed to happen. Yeah, that's what it came up to me as. Yeah. Because it comes, I love it, Sam Adonis, though I can't say yeah, that he rules. Enough. He rules. He's for such sure. a good heel. Yeah, he's a shit heel. Yeah, definitely. He 
he definitely plays that role perfectly. Like I was in the interview with Steve, he talked about it. Sam Adonis can do a lot of stuff really well. Yes. Both guys were, and I feel like they did more in the main event, but. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, they're both huge guys for yeah, sure. Definitely. And that, I forget if it was in this match or the main event, but one or the other suplexed, uh, it had to have been Sam Adonis, but he suplexed Lance Archer and held him up there. I think Cage was that this that, match. Actually. I think that was Cage. Right Cage? Okay. Oh, yeah. I, okay. No, it was either him or, or Cobb. I don't think it was um, uh, Adonis that did that. Oh well, but Sam Adonis was, was impressive. Yeah, he definitely is for sure. And he should put Trump back airbrush back on his pants because that shit is super heel. That is, yeah, that's the one quick way to be a heel with me. Yeah, <laughs> he might be getting too much heat. Maybe that's why I took him off. Yeah, I could see that for sure, especially <laughs> especially right now because yeah. Talk about a heel. <laughs> oh, that's a heel of all heels, brother. Exactly. But yeah, man, that match ruled. It's until the, the finish, but the finish was made up for later in the show for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And next we got Joey Janela, the bad boy, the DDT heavy metal weight. What is, I forget what is it? Iron Man heavy metal weight champion. That's what it is. The DDT Iron Man heavy metal weight champion. Joey Janela, the bad boy against what's his name something jake something man this match was awesome this is like a sleeper match of the show it wasn't my favorite match of the show but i thought this match was really good yeah this was a standout and janella and jake something having like you said a styles clash you yeah. didn't really i didn't really know what to expect i like both guys and this really uh went above and beyond my expectations for sure yeah, absolutely man <laughs> the, Joey Janela at one point he did a dive off the top rope and like tweaked his knee, but but and I I thought it was like legit because it was on the other side of the ring, so I couldn't see what happened. And like three refs came to the ring, so I was like, oh no, did he really just hurt himself right now? Right. But then he got back in the ring and he was like selling the knee the whole match, and that was like the whole story of the match. And they like they built, did a good story here. It was a really good match. I liked it a lot. Jake something killed him with a. Uh, um, Black hole slam at one point. Jake something's black hole slam is nice. <laughs> Fuck yeah! And he was like speaking of like big guys doing crazy shit. Yeah, he did a fucking like was it a flip over the top rope like Undertaker style? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. This shit was nuts. I was like, damn, this guy's a big you know, boy. He's a big boy to be doing shit like that for sure. Yeah, it was awesome, man. But Janela ended up getting the win there. He's still the DDT Iron Man Heavyweight Champion. So. Was that belt on the line? Nah, I don't think so. I was going to say. It's 24-7 rules. Everybody gets a chance. I should have rolled them up. (laughs) Give me the championship. (laughs) (laughs) So Give somebody the championship, but Dahl had it before him. Hey, Yoshihiko, I think is is the doll's name. He was over. (laughs) He was over. Yeah. He was overseas, and then they sent him back. They they put him on a (laughs) – they just sent him on a plane. That's how he got here, <laughs> which is crazy. They set the doll on the plane. I think I don't. I don't know. How they had like to luggage or a seat. I think it was luck. I don't know. I don't know how they did it. <laughs> He's got like stickers all over him. Well, they probably they had to ship it. I think I don't think planes can come from Japan. To- yeah, you ain't buying a seat for a doll. I, if I was on a plane, I seen somebody in in first class as a doll sitting in one of them seats. I'd be pissed <laughs> for real. <laughs> <laughs> We're not taking off till that fucking somebody alive is in that seat, bud. 
So yeah, man. We next we had the uh, the Spartan Stadium. Wow, this is a lot of S's in a row. Spartan Stadium scrambles. Spart. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of S's for sure. Spartan Stadium Stampede scramble. There you go. There you go. You say got that it. five times fast. Hell, <laughs> I can say it one time. So it was Warhorse, Davy Bang, Cipher, Nacho Clown, who was over, <laughs> Dan Nacho the Clown. Dad, who rules. Dan the Dad's awesome. <laughs> Elena Black, Jabaldi, who is one of the other clowns. Beastman, okay. Husk, Husk, Husk. Is that what he was saying? <laughs> yeah, Husk. Okay. <laughs> He's sounding like gibberish. <laughs> he kept saying "husk." And I, and at one point, the whole crowd was just saying it back to him because, like, it was so good. It was hilarious. And then also the one called Manders, representing that second gear crew. Hell Manders yeah. rules, man. I like I love, Manders a lot. Love Manders. Him and Warhorse could have should have just wrestled each other. But <laughs> I will this, say this match was when, entertaining. When, <laughs> yeah. When uh, is it Beast Man or Man Beast? Beast Man. Beast Man. Okay, when Beast Man came out, I go, "What kind of fucking Flintstone shit is this?" And then <laughs> he, like, the match went on, and then I was, I don't know, I was a fan of his by the end of it. <laughs> Husk. <laughs> I was a Husker by the end of it. <laughs> he ruled it, dude. But people were people were uh, into it though, live. Yeah, it was fun. Nice. Man. This was a really entertaining match. Elena Black is really good. I think she's like. Only been wrestling for a few years because I know she's like young. She's like yeah. nineteen or twenty or something like that. She's like really young. She's really good. Yeah, she's a good wrestler. I don't know about the gimmick so much. Like I don't I, know. I, I didn't get it. I'm I not guess sure. I think it's like a tarot, yeah, like tarot card type gimmick thing. But she, she's just like, or you can say, I thought I thought I thought it was one of those like gimmicks where it's the card or it's like, cause it had like a silver coating and I thought she was going to light it or something was going to catch on fire. That'd been cool. <laughs> cause I've seen that before where it's like a silver thing. Yeah. And they, like in WCW used to do that shit where they'd light. It was like almost aluminum foil and they'd light a match and then it yep, would yep, poof yep. and it just poof yeah. in the air. I thought that's what she was going to do. Cause he's holding it in front of his face and he's like, what is this? And then it was the death you know, card. That's why. And they got the death like, card. Yeah, of course. Should have known. He's gonna die. I think. I think it was. Uh, Everybody dies. Actually, I forgot that. Um, the the uh, pur- purple pain was in this match. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he rules, man. Um, what, what is his name? Mark something. What, what is his name? I can't think it off the top of my head. Something. Um, he wrestled Cody at the Dynamite we were at. That's uh, right. He books yeah, freelance. He's a freelance guy. He books freelance. What yeah. Is- off the top of my head, Matt Nix. Oh my god, how did I forget that? Marvelous Matt, Matt Nix. Marvelous Matt Nix. Yep. Yeah, Matt Nix rules. He posted a Karma shirt not too long ago. Oh fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, he was in this match too, and he's the one who she showed the death card to. Came out to Purple Rain. <laughs> That's right. Yep. He rules. <laughs> but yeah, she she showed him the death card, and then they started going at it. She did this really cool like. Lucha spot where she did like a step up into a hurricane run on him. She stepped yeah. up on a rope. It was really cool. She hit like really a double spear too later on. That was it was a pretty was good dope. spear, yeah. <laughs> but man, the the standout of this match was Warhorse because <laughs> you couldn't see this camera on, on camera, I'm sure. But at one point for like five minutes, he was like on the ground in front of us selling, but he kept turning and talking to the crowd. <laughs> cause <laughs> cause somebody goes, 
what kind of outlaw mud show shit is this? <laughs> and he turns, he goes, he goes, <laughs> he goes, we're on a football field. What do you expect? And then, yeah, and, then, the and then a few seconds later, he goes, wait till after the match. I'll let you know how I think about it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, just bury the match. <laughs> well, I never mentioned that. I did hear him after, because spoiler alert, he wins. But uh, he was leaving the ring like he was celebrating. He won. He's, you know, slapping hands with the fans yeah. and shit. And I caught him. Uh, Thank God this is over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was burying them. Dude, he had me dying. He was like overly silly. He was like doing the thing where he crawls through and try to grab the apron and fall back down. And at yeah. one point, the whole crowd was like, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was literally just oh, on the ground. It. it was so funny, man. He had me dying. Um, <laughs> who will Dan the dad in this match ruled. <laughs> yeah, he was. So, I was like, what the fuck is this when he first came out? And then uh, I got it like halfway through. I was like, okay, I get it for sure. His gimmick, he's the dad. <laughs> you skipped. I don't know if you mentioned this guy. If maybe I don't know, remember his real name, but he was like uh, party store Kane. Yeah, that was that, that was um, Cypher. That's Kane. Cypher. Okay, gotcha. Part of the uh, Chicago Sideshow. Hmm. Very JCW Juggalo esque. Shout out to the Menagerie, TNA. That's what they remind yeah. me of. Without Rebel, shout out to Rebel. Shout out to the ju- shout out to Juggalos, bro. Hey. Woo, woo. <laughs> but yeah, Warhorse ended up getting the win there. That was a really fun match. It was definitely some outlaw mud show, <laughs> as they were saying in the crowd. But they were, like <laughs> they weren't saying it at the period. They were like go, like. They were they were with it like it was just like right yeah. right. <laughs> That's funny though. That's what it was just like. What kind of outlaw mud show shit is it? <laughs> like they just walked onto the field. Yeah, it was really funny. It was a really good match, man. Like not like work wise, but entertainment wise, they. It was, yeah, definitely. I could see that. Yeah, I'm excited to see Manders at that uh um time bomb show that we're playing. He's on that. Yes, he's, he's going yes. against. Who is he going against? I forget off the top of my head. I think it's him in. I think it's him in uh, Matthew Justice. I think I'm pretty sure. Wait, I think so. Yeah. SGC versus SGC. The second gear God crew damn. collides. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. But yeah, speaking of awesome, man, the Rascals, Trey Desen Wentz against Blake Christian, Alex Zane, and the prodigy of professional wrestling, Benjamin Carter. And this match was crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was as crazy as you would expect out of these six guys. There was so much that happened in this match. I can't even begin to break it down. I would be it would do it would do it an injustice to try and break down everything they did in this match. But I just say go go on uh High Spots Network. It's a, it, I think it just got uploaded today. It's on High Spots now. Or you can go watch the replay on uh Fight TV. But man, this match rules. It was like probably the longest match on the show, right? Um I don't know. It was either this or the. I'm not going to make you repeat it, but the the Super Bowl scramble that we watched before. Yeah, <laughs> one or the other, shuffle. definitely. Yeah, but this match was by far my favorite match on the show. Yeah, this they got match. a lot of time for sure. And, yeah, they did know. so much. I think the Rascals already have like the respect of a lot of people, and I think within the next year or two, Blake Christian, Alexander, and Ben Carter are going to have that same respect because the, these guys rule, man. Yeah, so good. I I I love this match. The Rascals ended up getting the win, but man, I definitely say if there's one match you're gonna watch from this show, go back and watch this one because <laughs> there was 
like every chance you could think of it happened uh the this is awesome the fight forever the all these guys everything everybody this was by far like the like the crowd is both into this one because so much was happening it always seems like every time we go to Warrior and the Rascals are on the show, they always steal the show, whatever match they're in. Yeah, because they're ridiculously good. Or they're always, good. They're always <laughs> the standout, you know? They're ridiculously good, man. They like That's a team where like there's not one standout guy. All of them are like stars. Yeah. Like, and a side note of like yeah. every time I hear people talking about uh, like Impact and because I'll hear people talk like Impact. I don't fucking like who watches that anymore and this, this, and that. and People that aren't on like twitter to see like what's going on and stuff i'm always like well they got here's these new guys and i'll always point like to the rascals like these guys i've seen them a handful of times they're fucking awesome live yep. they put on a good show and on tv too they're fucking great on impact from what i've seen of impact newer impact it's just great yeah man they are like immensely talented i think like there's so many things i've seen them do that i've never seen anybody else do before <laughs> like they're yeah. nuts that Power Slide Destroyer think... that uh, traded oh, on yeah. anniversary. That was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that was Bro, nuts. insane. So good. Do what you think in like uh, a few years, um, these guys are running Impact? Like, Oh, oh absolutely. Absolutely. I think they have like... See that. I could see... I don't, I don't know who would be the standout single star, though, because I think... They're all good enough to be like where they could all have world championship runs, and I would believe it. Like they're all... if you could pick one, who would you pick of uh, like who who's the breakaway? It's uh, hard, man. <laughs> um, who's the Shawn Michaels of of the of the, of the rockers here? I, I that's so hard to pick. I mm, uh, Trey. Yeah, I, I think I don't know. I, they, I think Des. I like Dez a lot. De- Dude, Dez is like injury. one of the most athletic dudes I've ever seen in the wrestling. He's so like the way he moves around the ring is so fast. He's insane. He did a fucking six one nine on the ring post in this match. Yeah. And like just swung uh, back like he was on a swing. Like he just like No, what he, he I don't was, know if, if the camera caught this. So what he did was he did a six one nine around the ring post and caught him into a head scissors to the ground. That's what it was. Oh, okay. okay. It was oh nuts. yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Crazy. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, all all of those guys, all, all six of the guys are insane, insanely yeah. athletic, and Alex Zane's a standout to me for sure on the other side. Yeah, I think all all those guys are gonna be huge stars. I'm so bummed that um, WrestleMania weekend didn't happen because because spring uh, spring break is gonna be Alex Zane, Blake Christian, and uh, Will Osprey in a triple threat. Damn! Wow. Yep that oh that would have been so good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the spring break card was going to be crazy. You had Monero Suzuki against Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know how that would go, but I want to see it, it for rule. sure. Because <laughs> Suzuki's got that like sense of humor. You could tell. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. That would have been awesome. But yeah, this match ruled. And next we had the uh, Warrior Championship match. Brian Pillman Jr. against Robert Ego Anthony with Frank the Clown. And <laughs> Ego and Frank come out at first with no music on a like a a gator yeah gator rolling around they had like the the macho man <laughs> uh gimmick where he was uh i've tried to go like what's it called like streamers on it yeah <laughs> and they all came they came out in the ring rode around the whole football field on the track 
It was and like then, homecoming uh, type of thing. Yeah, exactly. And then they get to the entranceway, and then the, the Frank the Clown music hits. <laughs> Fuck Frank the Clown. 100%. So he started shooting that promo. I was like, I don't want to hear this. I was hoping <laughs> that I just seen a water bottle just hit him in the head, and it came straight from you. <laughs> You're saying I should have bought water balloons to, to get Frank with. <laughs> yeah, that, water balloons for Frank or just straight up water bottle. <laughs> a metal one, one of the one of those uh, hydro flask gimmicks. <laughs> oh hell, he's doing the job there. <laughs> this match was really good, though. I think if you're somebody who's like been to a lot of indie wrestling shows in Chicago, you've seen Ego Robert Ego Anthony wrestle multiple times. I've I haven't seen him since I can remember. Uh, PCW back in the day it was a promotion that's not around anymore. I don't think. But he was going by uh, egotistical, fantastical back then. He had a mask on, <laughs> and he he was like one of my favorite dudes. And now he's Robert Ego Anthony, still rules, and Pillman also rules. He's like I think he's only been wrestling for like two, three years, but he's really good already. He's got oh, like yeah. that that old school like '80s baby face feel to him. <laughs> and one one of the things uh, you obviously you didn't hear, but it was on commentary. Pillman did the thing like this, like his dad used to, Hollywood Blondes. Yeah. And neither one of the commentators knew what it was. <laughs> and uh, they were like, oh, he's he's mixing it up, starting to mix it up. They thought he was doing this. Oh, like no. Like a mixing bowl. <laughs> and I'm like, what? How do you not know? Like, it's, it's his dad. <laughs> he, he did that uh, in the dark match he had with FTR. It was him and uh, Griff Garrison. Nice. Okay. FTR, and he did that. Which was like it's perfect to do that against FTR because they're like the old school tag team. It's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, fitting. Yeah, definitely. But man, Pillman, he's like he plays the baby face like like the underdog baby face so well. I feel like because they had Frank outs on ringside to stack the odds against him, obviously, but he ended up picking up the win, and he's still the Warrior Wrestling Champion. Is there a reason why Frank doesn't take more bumps? He's not a wrestler. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He needs to take more bumps, bro. He, he's got to train. I need to get see him get power driven. When you're like a shithead manager, though, like you got to take, he has to take at least a bump here and there, right? Yeah, I think at some point he's gonna have to. I I haven't seen him do. I think he got forearmed once, but you don't got to take a right. bump off that. You just got to sell. Like, it. like, what's the point of the shithead heel if he, or the shithead manager if he doesn't get his comeuppance? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think at some point he's got to. He's maybe got to. Maybe they're building it up, and maybe he's been training. And I didn't. I don't know about it. And then We're he's going to do it. He's going to get muscle busted. I would love. Oh it. fuck! That's what he's I want to see. Goddamn power driving, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Frank the clown, get him out of here. <laughs> We're not welcome on this show, Frank. Yeah, you won't be seeing any Frank the clown interviews over here. Oh no, hell. sir. <laughs> hell no. So, yeah, man, the main event of this show, Brian Cage. Well, originally it was Brian Cage and Jeff Cobb, and they had probably a 10-minute match, which was awesome, obviously, because Brian Cage and Jeff Cobb, two huge men just going crazy. <laughs> Meaty meat smacking. Exactly. And then at one point, Sam Adonis comes to the ring and, it's, and interferes, which leads to disqualification. And then Lance Archer chases him out. And then uh, our very own Steve Tortorello comes out on the mic. He says, hey, 
Sam Adonis, you suck. This match <laughs> is now a fatal four-way. Uh, and it ruled, man. This, I'm glad they did this because these four guys in the ring together, nuts. They yes. This was really good. It was awesome, man. Uh, I can't even. So much happened. Uh, Archer and Adonis both did the old school to each other, but uh, yes. Archer obviously did the um old school into the moonsault he does, which is crazy. That means like my height, like six two, six three. That's what I'm maybe, saying. Like, maybe I think he might be like six five. Actually, I don't know. He's taller than me for sure. He's a yeah. He's a big boy for sure to be doing a moonsault off the top rope. His <laughs> nuts. Uh, Cobb hit. Archer with the tour of the islands, which is crazy because cops like a shorter dude. And yeah, um, like you said, Brian Cage hit the stalling suplex on Archer, which is also crazy because Cage's not that tall either, he's just really yeah, built. <laughs> ah, so Jeff Cobb was throwing Brian Cage around like he was nothing, too, which is oh, like, yeah, which thing it's pretty hard to do, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Brian C- Cage hit the um, the deadlift suplex on Adonis and picked him up, he was like five pounds, it was like so. So much ease. It was ridiculous. These Did dudes, Cage come out with the FTW title? I, I didn't miss it. Nah. Taz didn't, ah. let, it, didn't let it happen. <laughs> I like his gear, though. The gear was sick. The yeah. orange and black. I'm glad he started doing that. It works really well. But yeah, man, this is the main event in Brian Cage. Who better? Who can stop the path of Cage? <laughs> None of these three. Yeah, not Sam Adonis, Archer, or Jeff Cobb, because Cage ended up picking up the win here with the drill claw. Killed Sam Adonis with it, I believe it was. Yeah, he should have. It should if it wasn't, it should have been. Yeah. <laughs> is Sam Adonis signed anywhere? No. Nope. Is he in Mexico? I know he was in Mexico for a while. Yeah, I think he worked CMLL a lot, but I don't think he. I think that was just like a free agent type of deal, like where he would work there. I don't think he had like a deal with them, like sign or anything. Gotcha. I don't know how he's not signed. I don't either. Like he he's fits so in so well with these like top guys. All three of these guys are signed to major. You know, AEW for two, and then Jeff Cobb is he's wrestled pretty much everywhere, everywhere but yeah. WWE. Um, and I I don't get it because he like there was not one moment in this match where he looked like a step slow. Like he no, definitely not. He kept up with him. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. He's like one of the and he has a lot of charisma too. I think he. I mean, I can understand out. the WWE maybe avoiding that. Um, yeah, if that alley's even open for him, but. His brother's Corey, there. His brother is Corey Graves, but yeah. I mean AEW or I've never seen. I didn't know if, how long has he been wrestling. He's been wrestling a while. I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's been wrestling for like a, a good amount of time. He seems like he's got a lot of experience because he's done tours with All Japan, done done the CMLL CMLL stuff. So mm, I don't know. Yeah, he's just building up the resume, I guess. I would love to see him go to like New Japan, do like the G One. Hell yeah! He. He did like he can work that strong style definitely, so I think that'd be awesome. But yeah, man, that was Warrior Wrestling Friday Night Lights. I'm very excited for whenever they are able to do another show because this show is really fun. They handle it really well. They they definitely follow the guidelines like perfectly. It was like a very safe show. I felt there was not one moment where I felt like I was not in an environment where I was safe because there was nobody around us besides the people we came with. So it was awesome, and it looked that way on. Uh... I don't want to say pay-per-view, but it looked that way on video too, on on D, on TV. Fight, so. fight TV, yep. On Fight TV, yep. So yeah. they, they handled it well, it seemed like. Yeah, definitely. Uh, shout out to Steve and everybody in the Warrior team for doing what they got to do to make independent wrestling in Chicago happen again because it's been months and months before, since the last show here. Oh, yeah. Well, of this size, at least. I know 
I think Galley wearing a show like the Lucha Company that's out here, but I think I think that's it. I know Black Label Pro is wearing a show soon, but that's in Indiana. And I don't, yeah, that's in uh, Crown Point. Shout out Indiana Hardcore. I don't <laughs> know if that's gonna be. Are there people gonna be there? I thought it was just gonna be t- like a uh, broadcast. No, I, I believe only. it's like fifty people at most, maybe. Social oh, distance. Okay. I, I I saw like the list of guidelines. I'm pretty sure it was like maybe like thirty or fifty people. It was not a lot for that. Yeah, that looked like a sick card too. <laughs> Dude, uh, Gang Rails wrestling Effie. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> yeah, I crazy. seen Gang. That's a uh, that was actually the last time, the only time I seen Gang Grill was uh, he teamed with Kevin Thorne and oh, they, they wrestled in that same venue that they're wrestling now. I don't know if it was Black Label or not, but oh no, I think it was. I think it was Black Label. Black Label and, awesome. Uh, man. Yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to Gangrel. Shout out to Vampire Gimmicks. <laughs> I would. De- I definitely want to be able to try to hit a Black Label show once they. That one sold out really fast, obviously, because it was like a low amount of tickets. And I didn't see about it, but definitely yeah. want, once they have another one, I would love to go hit that up for sure. Because Black Label, I've seen a few of their shows on like uh, IWTV, and it's always really, it seems like really fun shows. So definitely would love to check that out. But yeah, man, that was Warrior Wrestling. Let's hop into the week of what happened before that. So let's hop into Raw. Um, it was an inter- interesting Raw, to say the least. So Yeah, right? It starts off, and they're on commentary, and like the lights are flickering, and they go off for a second, come back on, and <laughs> Corbier's like, uh, there's some bad weather outside. Um, I don't know what's happening, but... <laughs> there's a Sorry, hurricane, guys. Or it wasn't Corey Graves. It was um, Todd Phillips, um, or Tom Phillips. Yeah, Tom Phillips. Now, is it Smojo, Smojo on there? Yeah, Smojo and who is it? Cole? Or is it Byron? Byron Saxon. Byron, yeah. I always forget who's on which commentary team. <laughs> yeah. Which Tom Michael Phillips Cole and, uh, look like yeah, or dude, sound Cole, like? Is, Cole and Phillips sound so, like the exact same. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> but yeah, so this show started off with Apollo Crews versus MVP for the U.S. title, which this was like the only sh- match on this show that had a real finish, I think. Well, <laughs> no, it was like the only like long match. Everything else is pretty fast. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else. I'm looking through the notes, and this was this was the only yeah, only like normal match I'd say. It was a good match. Apollo rules, MVP rules, and Apollo got the win. So now he, I don't know what the, they didn't really explain because he has both U.S. titles now. Which one is he going to use? Yeah, I don't know. And which one's the which one is the real one? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is MVP's the real one? Because I, I I don't know. Is what. it the John Cena Spinner U.S. title? Is oh, that the real one? That needs to make a comeback for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> so, do you think he? So, at the end, Apollo, like you said, he wins. Do you think he loses the belt or both belts or whatever the fuck to MVP at SummerSlam? I th- I don't know I don't know where they're going with it because it it's weird that they they've had what three matches for the belt already or something like that. Well, they were gonna have I think they've only had one because oh yeah because the one guy canceled yeah for yeah, the yeah. belt but I think they they you might be right they might have wrestled. I think they've wrestled a bunch of times. This feud's been yeah, going on I, for a I, while. I get so, that feeling like most raws. I feel yeah. like <laughs> I've seen this match a million fucking times. But so you, I believe you're right though. I assume SummerSlam would have to be the blow off, and I'm not sure which way they're going to go. If they're, I think it might be MVP because the Hurt Business—that's yeah, money right there. Uh, yeah, by the end of this, 
show, they are for sure. That's money. Uh, <laughs> the, the yeah, top heels, I guess. Business. He said, "We're the we're the hurt business, and business is booming." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually really like that stable. They're they're. I do too. Working really well together, but we'll get to that more. So they show Oscar in the back here, and she's pissed off. Says she wants her uh, title rematch because last week. We we actually since we didn't do a regular episode last week we didn't get to talk about it but Kyrie Sane is officially done with the WWE. Yep. And they wrote her off last week with the uh, during the main event I believe it was uh, Sasha and Asuka. So the stipulation was if there's a countout or DQ or anything like that the title changes hands. And Bailey's like destroying Kyrie in the back, <laughs> and Kyrie's like Asuka Asuka help me, and Asuka. <laughs> Has Sasha laid out, knocked out in the ring, ready for the win, but she sees that and goes in the ba- the back to help her friend and gets counted out and loses the belt. And that's why she's so mad. <laughs> so now she says, revenge will be sweet. So I'm assuming that's they're going back to that at the pay-per-view at SummerSlam. And I'm, I think Sasha still wins, which is... Yeah, I, I don't think know so where, too. I don't know where Asuka goes from here, though. Yeah, I don't either. It's, this is weird because why would she run to the back if her friend was retiring anyways? She knew that she was retiring. Yeah. She put it on Twitter. Uh, yeah. I mean, you obviously want to go and save your friend, but it's like, I still work here. You're leaving. And Sasha was dead. She had Sasha dead to rights. She was like on the ground, knocked out. And it took her like 15 seconds after the bell rang to realize she won. Like she could have, yeah. she could have just got the one, two, three, and then gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was kind of so, weird for sure. But yeah. So I that think it's least- just because it lo- the double titles look so good on both of them. Yeah. It, it, it works for sure. But like they, Sasha and Bailey are money right now for sure. And when that match happens, finally, I hope they give it like takeover time because it's so good. It'll be a barn burner. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, so that led to Shayna Baszler interrupting a Sasha and Bailey interview because they were responding to what Asuka said. And <laughs> Sa- Sasha got punched straight in the mouth. Shayna hit her. Like, out. I, like they showed it in slow mo, and it. it, it she hit her. <laughs> she she stood up. Hit her. It looked like he connected. <laughs> it for sure did. Yeah, it was. Shayna, I don't, I don't know what they. Uh, Shayna on the main roster has not worked for me yet. Yeah, me either. The stuff, I, of, the stuff of Becky, I liked. Yes, but from I did there, too because she was like the next. I mean, she was like the next most. Uh, what's the word? Believable, like believable person to take the belt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. After Ronda Rousey. Yeah, and then it just didn't happen, so. and now she then she was off TV, and now she's back. And I I think it's good that she's going after Sasha and Bailey. Hopefully that leads to somewhere good. But I've heard that uh, Vince isn't too big on her, so that's kind of might be why she had the big push and then was just nowhere for a while. Yeah, her promo work is okay. I yeah. think it's getting better. Definitely, definitely. She's, uh, but her in-ring work is, is much better than anything else. Yeah, she r- rules in the ring. But, yeah, so next we have the Kevin Owens show with Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. But before before it, uh, the Iconics are like, oh, I heard you're doing your show. Uh, you should have us on as guests. He's like, actually, it's like I planned these things ahead. I got guests planned already. But, yeah, come on sometime. <laughs> and then they, he goes out and brings out Ruby Riot. And... Um, she brings out. Then he's like, "I got a surprise for you." He brings out Liv Morgan and the uh, the Riot Scott reunites for a, a little bit, and the Iconics interrupt, and that leads to a uh, well, the first what I forget if it was Peyton or 
Billy who slapped KO. They both did. Was it? Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, they both did, but I don't remember who started it. And then, and then he said, "Get them, girls." <laughs> yeah. And that led to the uh, iconic versus the Riot Squad, and the Riot Squad got the win. Hey, shout out! Yeah, shout out to Indiana Hardcore. Uh, yeah, that's right. Ruby Riot. Riot. There you go. Yeah, I, I liked this. It was okay. Uh, the beginning of it was a little bit too um, reality show or yeah. so, so, soap opera esque for me. Definitely. Um, because she started crying and whatever, but I've seen a little yeah. Morgan promo where she was crying before. Yeah. So that kind of uh, takes away from it, but definitely I like both teams. Yeah. For Got sure. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It was fun. It was decent. Good to see uh, Kevin Owens. Yeah, definitely. I want, uh, <laughs> here's what they need to do. Well, actually let's wait until we get to that part and I'll, I'll swing back around to this idea. So next we got a Drew McIntyre promo talking about Randy Orton, basically saying that, He's gonna claymore his head off at SummerSlam, and <laughs> he's ready for it. I think that match is gonna be really good. Honestly, I yeah, fully expect I that match think. to be really, really good. Yep. <laughs> so next we get Nia Jax being suspended. Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> like, what the fuck was this? Who was this guy? It was um, Pat, 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 Pat. Pat. What is his last name? It's the dude who Pat uh, Buck. Pat Bucket is the dude who knocked out Big Cass. Remember when Big Cass was going around at that indie show saying he was going to kill Joey Janela? Huh? Well, this that happened like probably last, like late last year. And oh, okay. He was chasing Joey Janela around, saying he was going to kill him because after all the stuff with Enzo and Cass was like in a weird spot, like with drugs and alcohol and stuff. And Pat Buck knocked him out. <laughs> Damn! There you go. Now he's got beef with the Nijax. Yeah. He, he, so yeah. You can't mess Pat Bucks. Now you spend it. Get her out of here <laughs> with, without pay. Ooh, shit. Hit her where it hurts. I don't know where they're going with that because it's. The, so why was not, she going to get suspended to begin with? Because she attacked them last week. You can't attack WWE officially, even though people do it all the time. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not the fact that she's hurt half the women's roster. It's just that yeah. she can't attack. Fucking Buck Owens or whatever it says his name is. Buck Pat Owens. Buck. Pat Buck. <laughs> Buck Owens. <laughs> Famed country music star Buck Owens. Exactly. Uh, attacked by Nia Jax. It's terrible. <laughs> That's how you get some real heat. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody attacks Buck Owens. <laughs> so next we had the 24-7 title match. R-Truth. Tazawa. And ain't no stopping me now. No. Shelton Benjamin. And Sazawa ended up getting the win here. So he's a 24-7 champ. Him and the ninjas. Him and the ninjas, bro. Hell yeah. <laughs> so after that, I, I I haven't talked to you about this. So I don't know how you feel about it. Raw Underground. You mean Josh Barnett's Raw Underground? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, oh. Vincent, I mean, blood sport. <sighs> Never heard of it. It's mine now. <laughs> uh-uh. Goddamn, Val. We got to get... Get rid of that. <laughs> Bloodsport, that's not a good name. Underground, now that's good shit. <laughs> um, I honestly... Uh, see, I watched Raw Tuesday. I didn't watch it live on Monday, but I seen the fucking wave of just people bashing in on Twitter and yeah. all that. I honestly didn't hate it. Obviously, yeah, it was get- a ripoff of Bloodsport. We all know that. Bloodsport was better done is a better version of this, but 
if somebody told me they're going to do a blood sport version, WWE's, you know, WWE's version of blood sport, I mean, I wouldn't be, I would probably be like, okay, I, I would watch that. Yeah, I'm definitely. more interested in watching it, the show, watching Raw now than the past, like, pff, for a while. You know yeah. what I mean? I watched it because of it's just been ingrained in me as a wrestling fan. But I don't know, man. I like, um, I like Shane uh, McMahon. I, I don't know. I, I like seeing him. I just don't think he's the best uh, host, I guess you could say, for it. I, it. It looked like he was having shoot fun, though. Like, he looked, he was it did enjoying. look like he was having a blast, for sure. <laughs> yeah, he for sure looked like he was uh, having a really good time. The dancing girls. Fuck, you probably do without them, too. Yeah. Uh, I am mad and at then it. It's not Attitude uh, is back. Yeah, right. Did you see the dancing girls? This is Attitude, <laughs> pal. Um. <laughs> they were gonna fight. The dancing girls started fighting like, each other. Save it for next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't have the dancing girls fighting next week. Yeah, right. Who's the fir- who is this uh, first wrestler? Because I haven't I haven't seen him before. Well, we'll get it. Let's. So here was just when Shane announced that he was gonna be back with it. So let's we'll get back into that. But first, let's gotcha. go into the uh, the the Dominic Dominic Mysterio promo, and he's like. He comes out and he says, "I'm everybody's gonna think I'm dumb for this, but I want Seth Rollins at SummerSlam." And I was like, "Wow, they're actually gonna go for the match with like the full on match." I don't know if they're gonna do a full on match, but I guess they are. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's crazy because I don't know if you remember this, but the uh, the Dominic Custody ladder match, seen Eddie yeah, with Guerrero and Mysterio. Yeah, that was at SummerSlam also. So that's honestly crazy that his first match in WWE is going to be at SummerSlam. <laughs> Dominic on a forklift match. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I'm, well, I'm interested to see where that goes, but next we had Shayna against Sasha. It was good until it ended in the DQ. Yeah. Which, uh, I'm not surprised. It, it's, I feel like so many other women's matches don't have finishes because they're, they're scared to have anybody lose, it seems like. like you don't have don't to... Th- go ahead. Like losing doesn't mean you're buried. <laughs> you could lose a match. Like I think they could have done something here where Oscar runs out and causes a distraction, which makes Shayna lose or uh, Sasha lose, instead of it being just a full total DQ. You know? Yeah. Do you think that? I don't know if they do this, but at SummerSlam, do you think that they go no DQ because all these matches have kind of ended in a schmaz for the past? I guess ever since she, I mean she won the title, that was a weird yeah. ending. This was a DQ. Like they got to throw a gimmick on the Oscar Sasha match because I'm sure assuming that's where. That's where but like, where's that leave Shayna though? Like she just was just in. Well, Shayna was saying that she wants a. She goes, I hope you win so I can face you for the title. Yeah. After the fact. Okay, so I guess she'll be the next competitor after SummerSlam. Yeah, so it'll be Oscar versus Shayna after. Well, actually, I don't know if you saw this, but they have payback a week after SummerSlam. They have a pay-per-view the week after SummerSlam now. Oh, okay. With why? Uh, but like, it's just weird. Why? Like, yeah, I don't there's know. There's gonna be no build for it. There's gonna be one show. Maybe more. Be- maybe there's certain talent that's left off of the off of SummerSlam, and you own the network. Just make it longer. Simply make there. it. Yeah. <laughs> simply yeah, shoot I, a longer pay-per-view. Uh, I have no idea. I'm not mad at it though. Like pay per view level matches, sure, but it just seems weird. Yeah. 
I don't know though. We'll see. Maybe they'll more they'll have more to do with Raw Underground or they'll have more to do with this retribution shit. We'll see. Possibly. So next let's hop back into Raw Underground. This is where they actually came in and introduced what it is actually happening. And then they have the first match and it's Baba Tunde. Uh, they they didn't call him Baba Tunde, they changed his name, but he's Baba Tunde. That's Baba Tunde. That's my guy, Baba Tunde rules. <laughs> He uh he was at that evolve show we went to. Oh, was he? Yeah. Huh, he might have actually. You got there later. You, he might have wrestled before you got there. Yeah, I don't remember him. He's a big. He looked like a big boy. Yeah, he's a, that is a giant man. He's huge. Baba Tunde. He's not the best wrestler, but he rules because Baba Tunde. He's cool. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking throwing uh this jobber around underground. Yeah, he was for sure. He just kills two dudes, and he's like. And she's like, all right, that's enough, that's enough, enough, that's enough. That's enough, that's enough, yeah. There's and, no finish, there's no actual finish, just that's yeah. enough. <laughs> and then they'll they cut back from that. He's like, all right, we'll be back with more raw underground. And they yeah, cut- we'll be back with more lucha underground. Oh, hey, sorry. <laughs> oh my god, do you know Dario Cueto? Is that the guy who does or he's who like ran? the on screen yeah. lucha uh, underground guy? Yeah. Yeah. So yesterday punked was on like an old episode of punked and he was like one of the actors in this in the prank on punked and i did like a triple take and i was like, That's Dario <laughs> like what? what the fuck <laughs> I, was, I was so mind blown so like he did the punked and whatever celebrity and he's like yeah i'm just an actor but yep i also run a wrestling company <laughs> in boyle heights california and i think you'd be a great addition it's just yeah, it was crazy because he was like it was like young Dario. He was it had to be like five, ten years before Lucha Underground. I was so mind blown. <laughs> I was it was Pitbull. It was a it was a celebrity. Oh fuck. It was crazy, man. I <laughs> was so mind blown. <laughs> That's completely sidetracked, but Dario Cueto yep. was on punk. <laughs> Shout out to him. Shout out to Punk. My name is Dario Cueto and I love violence. That was his whole thing. Him <laughs> and Conan because- just talking shit. Yeah, exactly. Keep it but, at 100. Shout out. Yeah, shout out to keep it 100. But man, what I, what do you think about this next thing that happened? The the whole so first there was the two two matches Garza against Dawkins, and Garza got the win there. And then Andrade against Montez Ford. During the Dawkins match, Montez like passes out and gets back up. He's like, oh, "I'm good. I'm good. I'm good." And then he which. What? Somebody passes out. Why are the medical staff there gonna let him have a match right immediately after? I don't know. I guess he was cleared to wrestle. Yeah, I guess so. So he gets in the ring, has a match, and he they do a lot, and then he just passes out again, and he doesn't get up, and they like they have to check on him, and they they go to the back, and apparently somebody drugged him. They said, "The fuck." Yeah, and I saw the match. I've seen what happened. I did not yeah. see what you said. I didn't see the end of it. Like so, that he was drugged by somebody. Yeah, they had, they're back in medical, and and um, there's there's an interview with Charlie, and she's interviewing uh Garza and uh, Zelina Vega, and they're right outside the medical office, and they're like, "Well, how do you feel about what happened to Montez Ford?" Like, what 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 do you think is happening? She's like, "Oh," and they're and she was like. It's so unfortunate, but um, 
I mean, what's going to happen with those tag team titles now? <laughs> like, immediately just trying to like weasel their way into getting the titles right. for uh, Los Ingobernables de WWE. But <laughs> um, Dawkins comes out and tries like, oh, what happened? He's and he's like the the whole classic WWE. Something bad happened, so they're all like, yeah, like. Like you know, on commentary whenever there's something bad. Oh happens. yeah, when they come back and they're like, "We are uh, terribly sorry for what yeah. happened." Yeah, it's just yeah. all quiet. We'll have yeah. to uh, get an update on that later on tonight. Yeah. But <laughs> coming up next, more girls dancing. Yeah, exactly. So Dawkins comes out and he's like, "Yeah, they said uh, they said he was drugged," and they're they're like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And then. Uh, Bianca Belair comes out of the the, um, the medical office and she's like, "Selena, I know it was you. What'd you do?" And she takes off her earrings she's, and she just kills her <laughs> with the forearm. They start going at it. And oh, speaking shit. of that, I don't know if you saw this, but while Selena Vega is streaming on Twitch, this is a, this, is a, this is really good. I don't know if they just did this themselves or WWE asked them to do this, but uh, Selena was streaming on Twitch, and all you hear is, "What up, Selena?" And Bianca starts beating her up, beating her up in her own house while she's on Twitch. What? It rules. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Oh, that's funny. I thought that was really cool. So I don't know. I think personally, I don't think it was Zelina in LIWWE. I don't. I, I don't think so either. I think it's what we'll talk about right now. Actually, well, first there was more underground, and it was um, I don't. I don't think I recognized Eric. who it was. Eric. Yeah, Eric had just killing some jobber. Yeah. <laughs> And he, he Swerve was on, at ringside placing bets. <laughs> yeah, was, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> yeah, Eric killed him. And then I, I think my favorite one was the one, the last one that happened. We'll talk about in a second. But first, they said we got some uh, footage from from earlier earlier in the night, and they flashed to a group of people in black hoodies, ski masks, and hoods up. They full all black and they're throwing a Molotov cocktail at the uh what would you call it like the like a transformer yeah generator. the transformer yeah and then just like yeah yeah we'll show them yeah and then they run away and that was it they didn't explain <laughs> anything else they explained yeah, on Twitter them. yeah they explained on Twitter after that they're now called retribution and I guess we could just talk about this now. On SmackDown, they they started off or ended the show. I didn't catch SmackDown. I just saw this clip, and they come out and they beat everybody up at ringside. They chase off the ring announcers. They take the beat up the cameraman, and then Chainsaw Charlie comes out. Not Terry Funk. There's something to do with the chainsaw. Starts going crazy. <laughs> um, I I'm not mad at it. I it seems weird with like everything going on in the world. It seems very tone deaf. Yeah, definitely. It seems tone deaf, but like it's Vince McMahon, so I don't know what I expect. And I'm, yeah. And, and if it's going the way I think it's going, I'm okay because I have some guesses on who it is. I guess we'll talk about it here. I'm thinking it's going to be NXT people coming up and running a rough shot over the whole because they're on both shows. I guess they were on SmackDown and Raw, so they're going to be running rough shot over everything. And I think my guess is. We talked about this beforehand, and I'm thinking it's going to be Tommaso Ciampa, Malcolm Bivens is a mouthpiece because I, I one of the guys that like Malcolm Bivens to me, uh, Chelsea Green, Vanessa Bourne, maybe Dijak. He will, I mean, he will for sure wasn't there because nobody was tall enough. But I think maybe they bring in Dijak as like their big heavy, their heater when they actually reveal 
and I because like, I don't think they could do Dijak if if Dijak's in it. I don't think they could have him out here because it'd be too obvious. So maybe that's he's like a big reveal later. But yeah, I, I think that's where that's going. So I I like your Champa theory, and I like your Chelsea Green. I honestly, I it's one of those things I I look at it and it's it's a good thing that I have no clue who it is. Yeah, definitely. It's something Man. to keep you intrigued. But if it's going the way of like, oh, these are this is Antifa, pal. They're coming to fuck everything up because obviously it's not the police. It's these these uh, heels. They're chicken shit. Yeah, Vince, Vince McMahon's on the wrong side over there. Seems like, yeah. but uh, I don't know. I if if Retribution turns out to be NXT people and they give them a good, as long as they don't do them like the Nexus, make them lose to John Cena. Oh hell! I no. stand behind that. The Nexus should have beat John Cena, and they should have ran rush out for like six more months before getting beat. They call they call uh, Trump in in SummerSlam, and Trump beats all. He pins all of them in the middle of the ring. I will not watch SummerSlam if they bring Trump. Oh, in. oh fuck! <laughs> That'll be the last SummerSlam I ever goddamn watch. <laughs> yeah, for real. I will not be watching if they bring him in. You bring him in, he better do the damn job. Through three tables <laughs> on fire. <laughs> Bring him in and have Killer Cross just murder him. We have yeah, New Jack come in. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the right. whole match. Yeah. Hey, if New Jack comes in and roughs him up and puts him through some tables, takes out the taser gimmick, throws him off of sta- a scaffold. <laughs> That's all right, Trumpy. You ain't going to need him. The bomb's <laughs> away. <laughs> I don't know how we got on Trump versus New Jack, but book it. Hey, if if he does what he wanted to do to Big Grimes to Trump, hey, I'm cool with it. <laughs> Get him out Bums of here. Away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. I don't even know how we got on that, but <laughs> shout, shout out New Jack. <laughs> shout out to fucking New Jack. <laughs> so next we got the Seth Rollins promo where he's responding to uh, Dominic Mysterio. I don't know why he started talking about Tom Phillips. I don't know what Tom Phillips did to him. <laughs> Out, but he goes and gets in Tom Phillips' face, and Samoa Joe goes, says, uh-uh, it ain't going down like that. Samoa Joe gets up, bows up at him. Samoa Joe rules, man. One of my favorites oh, yeah. ever. Like, Alzheimer, one of my favorites. But he doesn't get physical with him. Dominic comes out and starts killing him. Bro, Dominic Mysterio with a kendo stick. He has some good kendo stick shots. Every time he's coming out with a kendo stick, he kills him with it. Like, oh, yeah, he's laid he, it in. He swings for the fences with that thing. And respect to Rollins and Murphy for taking it because he he's not he's swinging that <laughs> like yeah he is swinging he comes Where's out kills theory them. been Austin Theory I think there was some stuff that came out about him I think they just took him off TV Ooh. I'm pretty sure because okay. I, I since since it came out I I have, he hasn't been on TV so I'm assuming that's what it is could be it yeah yeah I I didn't I don't I didn't actually see what it was but I I just saw like his name involved in stuff and then he was off tv so i'm assuming it's uh, yeah I, I guess it's yeah he's out of here i guess <laughs> you're out of here pal i think they should get a, a, a different third for rollins though because i liked it as a three-man group yeah i did too i don't know who they could have now though that would fit it, it helps more uh more not lower guys but it helps to put that in between uh dominic and seth rollins where dominic's not just coming out and Beating him with the kendo stick, he's got these cronies to take the beating. Yeah, for him exactly, exactly. But Dominic hit a, a six one nine here, and it was pretty good. He learned from the best. So <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, he should, should be good. He's been watching his whole life. Yeah, exactly. 
But man, the show closes with Underground, and man, Dolph Ziggler shooting here was awesome. He looked like yes. he was obviously like a big collegiate star wrestling, but he was he was like working, working. He was looking really good. He was going against Jake Atlas here, and poor Jake Atlas. Poor Jake Atlas. Yeah, he got worked. <laughs> he took he choked him out, right? There, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Jake Atlas getting choked out on Raw. You hate to see it. <laughs> you hate to see it. And then the, the Hurt business comes in, busts in. He says, uh, hey, <laughs> sorry, Shane, but we run this now. <laughs> business is booming. And they come out. Bobby Lashley starts killing people. He kills Dio Madden. He kills. Oh, no. Dio Madden. I thought Brock Lesnar took him out. And, uh, he, he's back now, I guess. <laughs> he's in the underground. He's in the underground. He got squashed and like, Two minutes, not even not two minutes, like fifteen seconds. Yeah, he uh, probably Lashley. He should have. That's exactly who should have been doing this because the dude's a fucking monster. He's MMA. Yeah. He's he was in the uh, military. Like he's just he's the biggest fucking forty year old or forty ish year old I've ever seen. He he rules, man. And the fact that they need to be wearing suits at all time. They're not wrestling. That they yes. was, they, that's money right there. Yeah, the, them that. running a fight club in suits. That I love it. That yeah. That like by the by the end of this, I was sold on underground. If it's them running it like this, I, I like that. <laughs> I yeah, like that a lot. If, and if nothing else, the hurt business. Uh, I would like at least a fourth member. I think that would be dope. Uh, but who do you think? Those three guys. <laughs> that's money for sure. I don't know. I think. Who 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 you think would work with them? Shit, fuck the Antifa stuff. Just put them against Retribution. I mean, like, who would you be with them? Oh, the fourth guy. Yeah. Because hmm. I think it's got to be a bigger guy. Yeah. For it to work, because like Shelton's a shooter, because he was like a he wrestled with Brock in college. Yeah. Like, I think it's got to be somebody who's. It's got to be a younger guy though, too, because those three are kind of old, older yeah. guys, or they've been wrestling for a while. So I would love to see. Obviously, I wouldn't put Apollo in there just because he would really fit the best, sense. like body wise. Like he, he, like standing next to them, he would look the best. I think. I'd like to see Cedric in there, honestly. I, I, I don't know if it works. I, I think they're going on like a way where it's just like, like three big dudes. Who are shooters, yeah. like who will take you out, and Cedric's more of like a high flyer type guy. So I don't know if that's true. Yeah, that's true. I, 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 would, I would love to see Cedric do something, but I don't, I'm just trying to think of who would like. It depends on which way they want to go with the gimmick, I guess. Yeah. Either way, though, it rules. <laughs> I'm sold on. Or, sure. I mean, our truth's been doing goofy shit this whole time, but I would love for him give, to just be like, you know what, fuck this. I'm, I'm, I'm shooting on him now. Give me serious, dude. Ron the, truth, Ron the Truth Killings in TNA was a great heel. Give me serious R Truth. There you go. That's Do money. that. Just yeah. yeah. Be Ron Killings. Don't be R Truth anymore. Oh, that would rule. Oh, don't get my hopes up. That'd be so good. Yeah, I would love that too. I would love that. R Truth is honestly one of my favorites ever. He's like he's undeniably great. Yes, he's a Hall of Famer for sure. Easily, easily. But yeah, man, that's what closed Raw. <laughs> it was. I, I gotta say, it was an entertaining episode of Raw. There was a lot that happened. Yes, I was not. I wasn't mad about it for sure. It was. It was a decent raw, I think. Yeah. So I'm actually excited to see what happens tomorrow night on Raw. So when's the last time you said that? Right. <laughs> like Raw's been good, but it's not something like where I look like not like something where I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens. But like this yeah. has got me interested. It's like interested, like generally like excited to see where they go with it. So 
Yeah, they did something well. Like NXT, where it's like there's nothing wrong with crazy. it. Yeah, but there's nothing crazy. Happening. But it's just very middle of the road. Yeah. And now it's starting to get a little interesting. So. Yeah, definitely. So let's hop into AEW, man. This I think this is like this is a really good AEW in my opinion. What do you think of like before we hop in match by match? What do you think of this show overall? What was your uh, um, elite elite picks of the night? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely there were certain things that I expected less and got more, and there oh, yeah. were certain things that were just middle of the road, and I was like, man, that's that's fine, I guess, you know. Uh, definitely, the main event was definitely one of those things that stuck out. MJF, it's 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 always the stuff that I say every every week. You yeah, because they're, they're consistent. I always that's... like the, I always like the same things. Yeah, it's can I think that's. One of the things with AEW, they're so consistent. Like, they're so good, but it's consistently good. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, let's just hop into it, man. It opened up with the six man or the 12 man tag, six people on each team. The Elite and FTR, the Elite being the Young Bucks and Kenny and Hangman against the Dark Order, which was Brody, Colt, um, Super Smash Bros., which is uh, Uno and Grayson. Yeah, Grayson, yep. Uh, five, Alan Angles. And I, there was some jobber. I don't know who it was. Yeah, I don't know if he had two. I think his name was maybe, I don't I think know. It was seven. Seven. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Ain't that what they try to call Dustin Rhodes and WCW? Yes. And he came out in all white makeup. Yeah. He said they try to call me seven. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He came out and shot like a yeah. He had like a shooter it. promo. <laughs> he, he it was did. great. Yeah, that rules. <laughs> they call me. They try to call me Dustin. My or seven. My name is Dustin. <laughs> 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 what the hell is seven? <laughs> He goes, hey, have me out of here like a freak. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's fucking Goldust. <laughs> hey, man, he can do whatever he wants. Shit. <laughs> call, call him whatever you want. His name is Seven. <laughs> seven. God damn it. But yeah, this match was wild, man. This, they, the way that they worked this was really, like, they built a really good story here, I think. It was, I was kind of worried that it was going to be too many, like, combustible edison like too much in happening at once but the way they built it it worked out perfectly there was not any points where i was like oh this is too much i think they handled it really well they, like the start of it where they had like tag move after tag move after tag move where they were isolating i think it was Alan angles angels mm-hmm. yeah dude those leg drops i think it's um dax does where he like does yes. like, a quick leg drop into the quick elbow quick. rules yep. <laughs> it's so sick yeah. ftr is so good man they do so like there was one move where like he tagged out and instead of like holding him there, he like swung him into cash as he got out of the ring. And it was like the most, the little, like the littlest thing but it was like the most fluid motion. Cause he was getting out of the ring as he was swinging him into it. Like it was just money. So good. <laughs> but cat, I think it was a Dax or cash that got hurt in this one. I think it was uh, cash, right? Think no Dax. I think it was Dax. Dax, yeah, Dax, Dax. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dax got yeah, his. Um, they did the uh, like the the backbreaker elbow drop thing, mm-hmm. and he had his uh, knee brace on, and he, his knee buckled, I guess, and they had to take him out of the ring, which left the young bucks and Ke- no, it left Kenny alone for a while because the young bucks and Hangman all helped him to the back. Yeah. Um, the bucks come out back out first, and it's just a three on six for a while. When Dark Order really takes control there, which the Dark Order look really good here, man. They, I think it's insane how much like how well they've done with. So many people were down on the Dark Order when they started, but like they've built this into like a 
very credible faction. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm a little bit big. Um, I'm a little bit more high on them now than I was in the beginning. Yeah, I think part of that has to do with just them mobbing deep everywhere. Yeah, it's sick. <laughs> <laughs> having like 20 members, I I do like that. I'm a sucker for a, a big faction, but. They're still okay. I'm still in the middle of the road with them. I like Cole Cabana. I like him being there. I'd like him to be more, uh, more in, more into it because he definitely seemed like he was still kind of a baby face. Like he, I, I kind of like the way they're doing that. Like that. I, you I like him as a baby he, face, kind of. It's like the thing where it's like the gullible, like. <laughs> Think of it as like Scientology, where like they're trying to like recruit like a celebrity, and they don't want to show him the bad things. Like when, last week when he he made uh, Bordy made him leave before he started yes. yelling at them. And, like I, I get what you're saying, yeah. I, I think that they're building that a cool, like really cool. Where he's just like naive, he's like, "No, I'm just hanking out, man." <laughs> when it's like really like a cult. <laughs> I, think, I do I like that. Funny. The other thing I would change is I said this before. Brody Lee does the like kiss thing where he like. I don't know. He does like a weird hand movement, but I want them all to do the same like hand gesture where it's like the the claw. I think thing. everybody besides like Brody that. should do that because Brody. You think so? Thinks he's better than all of them. That's he's true. above them. That's he, true. He's the boss. He don't got to do nothing but throw papers in people's faces. I don't know. I like. I'm a sucker for hand gestures and uh, <laughs> handshakes and yeah, single, yeah, stuff like that. Yep. But yeah, this match ruled. Um, Hangman ended up coming back out, and he goes on a house of fire. Right, he takes everybody out. But I love the way they did this though, because he took everybody out, and Brody's just sitting there watching him. And yeah. then w- once yeah. Brody's, once he clears everybody out, Brody gets on the apron, and Hangman takes Alan Angles, rolls him through, ro- rolls him to him, and says, "Get in!" And they start laying into each other. That was <laughs> awesome. But I think the way they finished this match was genius. So the Hangman has. Was it Brody up for the buckshot lariat? No, it was. I think it was Angles. He had up for the buckshot lariat, and as he goes to do it, he gets pulled down. Or what was it? He gets pulled down. Everybody else gets held out, and then Brody kills him with the uh, discus lariat for the win. Yeah. And I think I was really glad the Dark Order went over here because, like, this is that puts them in a really good spot to be. More credible because they they're like their whole thing is like they lose all the time but with brody they they don't so it shows the power sure. of mr brody <laughs> yep <laughs> and next week that we're getting uh the super smash Bros against young bucks which is like a classic pwg feud and this is the first time they've wrestled in aew and it's gonna okay they've had like crazy matches in pwg hmm. it's gonna it's gonna be awesome excited for that very excited for that <laughs> next they had moxie cut a really good promo here i thought this was like one of the best ones he's done in a while. Yeah. He was saying how he understands Darby. That he's like, he when he was younger, he was the, the deathmatch guy who all his friends were saying, oh, don't do this. Don't take these risks. And he was like the hard-headed, like, no, I'm going to do it anyways. You can't tell me. And then he's he's like, I don't, Darby, I know, I know you're not going to listen to me, but you should stay down because I don't want to be the one who has it on his resume that he ended Darby, Darby Allen's bright career. He said he said that he uh, Darby's his favorite guy in AEW, which is like a huge rub dick for Darby, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. It's saying a lot. Yeah. I, I, behind is, Jericho, that's their top guy. Yeah, definitely. So I can like I love the way they book Darby because he's like the – I don't think like 
I've seen people be mad about Darby losing so much, but like Darby does not have to win for him his character no, to work. No, he like he's a crash test dummy, bro. He exactly. People are, want to see the spectacle of him. He he definitely has a Crow era Sting vibe to him yeah. too. On top of that, it's like a Jeff Hardy mixed with the Crow Sting, which is a crazy uh, combination, but it works so well. It works so well, and yeah, he's fucking great. I feel like he's he's one of the standouts of I don't want to say AW originals, but yeah, guys that weren't WWE guys. Oh, definitely, and he's good. Like when he does win, it's gonna be the biggest thing in the world because he loses so much. Like he yeah, he, he, he gets he gets wins and matches. I I love the story of it because he gets wins and matches against like most people besides the top guys. Like he he he's like the gatekeeper role where there's a certain level of people under him that he'll beat, but he can't. He's not at the point yet where he can break through and beat the top guys. And when he does, the way they're building it, it's, he's going to be the biggest star ever. Once he beats like a Jericho or a or a Moxley or a Cody, it's going to be like yeah. the biggest thing, and it's going to be huge. So I think they I love the way they've done this for sure. Because he beat he beat Sammy G in their match, so like I'm pretty sure he did, right? At Revolution, pretty sure Darby won that one. Yes, so, like that that proves my point. Then, like he can he can win in big matches, but not against the big names yet. So I think they're building him really well. And next, this match rule, man, proud and powerful against the best friends. This is like this <laughs> is two of the best tag teams out, and they just had a great tag team match here. <laughs> and the and the best friends, of course, show up to the arena in. Uh... Sue's van. van, yeah. Superetta. Superetta. <laughs> Sue question mark. Yeah. He, he's, he's not Trent Beretta, he's Trent question mark because he lost his last name. Sue, <laughs> Sue question mark. Goddamn. And this is this is a really good tag match. Like, what else can you say? These both these teams rule. Like, and they they both have like that. They're not co- I wouldn't. They're not comedy tag teams, but they have a sense of humor, which and they yes. played off each other really well. Like. Because or, or yeah, Ortiz is just hilarious. <laughs> I love him. I like when he is just enough goofiness. Yeah, I don't like when he kind of goes. He tends to go overboard sometimes, but I really like him. I, I, I'm fully Santana from is, overboard. <laughs> we've seen him. He can do everything. You know, we've yeah, seen him a great, uh, shoot a, a great promo on Mox when they're doing the eye for the eye, eye for an eye uh, match. Not the not the horror show version good version uh but yeah both these guys are good i like them both i like everybody involved yeah absolutely man i love it so this match was awesome the best friends had to be getting the win on a roll-up which i love the way they played out because you could see the frustration in santana ortiz's faces i think what they're doing is like there's gonna <laughs> and i think it showed here where they're tired of losing they have it no more they're going full like they're going full savage and i can feel it and when it happens it's gonna be so sick <laughs> yes they, they can they were play, they're playing. They've been playing a little nice, but I think that's over with now. <laughs> Do you think Eddie Kingston uh, does some stuff with them? He signs eventually. Oh. Like if they leave Inner Circle, I hope. I hope so. I really hope, so. dude. Those three just running, being just. Oh man! Don't even get me started. That'd be great. That'd be oh, great. Yeah, and the, the promos <laughs> they would have too. Oh yeah. Give me an Eddie Kingston against MJF promo. Oh, Put them in. Dude, no, give me Eddie Kingston and Jericho in the ring together with live mics. Oh, Don't, yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be so good. <laughs> oh, man. I, I got to stop fantasy booking. I'm getting too excited. <laughs> give me the pencil. Yeah, give me the pencil, man. But next, we got a, the MJF vignette where he's just doing his whole campaign thing. Like, 
<laughs> it was funny, man. He, the, the last line of this is what killed me the most. So he's just basically saying that he's gonna win, and he's doing like he's just doing like the whole campaign gimmick. He's like, oh yeah, we're we're up in the the uh with the polls. <laughs> yeah. And it said like eighty million people or something like crazy like that. And he said he's got a hundred percent of it. Like, yeah, it's so tongue in cheek. It works, especially for MJF. They got the Trump gimmick on AEW, and they got the Antifa gimmick on uh, <laughs> exactly. But uh, <laughs> the last line the of AEW does it better. Yeah, definitely. So the um, the last line of this is he's basically saying how he's going to go against Mox, but they the camera guy goes, "But what if Darby wins tonight?" And he goes. Oh, the 125 emo, the 125 pound emo kid. It would really suck to face him for the world championship. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that, I thought that was so weird that the camera guy just chimed in, and I'm like, "But that response is hilarious, buddy." That killed me. That's so MJF. <laughs> it was perfect. So next, we get what was one of the standout parts of this show to me. Matt Hardy comes to the ring and he explains that he's Ooh. he's just Matthew Hardy now. He's He's not broken anymore. He's, he's explaining how, like, he came into the company and he was, like, he didn't expect the pandemic and everything. And then the way they did this is perfect. Cause he starts talking about Sammy G and Sammy comes from under the ring. And without – Sammy goes to attack him. And without looking, he goes, Sammy, I knew you'd come. And turns around and elbows him. Oh, like, it was <laughs> perfectly timed. I love that. And I love they, that. This was, like, the most, like, car crash fight brawl they've had in a – ever i think like this this looked so real like everything about this was this just the end <laughs> it, was, it was just gritty and nasty they start punching each other they like tackle each other through the ropes start just laying it in uh sammy goes into or hardy go gets thrown into the post and then hardy gets the like the upper hand somehow pulls out a table and then sammy g Oh, he threw t- he threw Sammy into the ringside or the um, timekeeper. Yeah, the timekeeper's table. Yeah, yeah, that's how he got the upper hand, and then sets up the table, and Sammy G just throws the. Ch- oh my dude, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe this chair. It was like a rolling chair, but like with like the hard top. He yeah, like, had like a metal frame to it. Yeah, he throws this chair so hard at Hardy's face, and it catches him directly above his eyebrow, and he gets immediately like split up. Open Ooh. bad. This was like definitely had to get stitches or something. Yeah, it was man. thirteen I stitches. I saw they they posted oh, pictures shit. after. Yeah, thirteen. My he God. was leaking bad. Like it was like a gash. Like it was probably like a inch and a half gash. Like it was big. Yeah, there's an apology after that. That's for sure. Yeah, he he killed. And this was like the most I've seen somebody bleed since probably Dustin. Like on, in like in a major company, it was probably since Dustin. Yeah, oh yeah, on, definitely. On uh, Double or Nothing, the first one. Do, uh, when he when he wrestled Cody, Cody yeah, yep. this, this is for sure the most blood I've seen on a major company since then, because yeah, he was leaking, dude, like crazy. <laughs> and Sammy, I love the way Sammy G does a six thirty because it looks like he's just trying to kill himself and the person he's going yes. after. He, dude, it did, like it was the ugliest six thirty ever, and I loved it because he just yeah. like he didn't jump; he just threw his body and flipped like three times. It, like he, oh my god, it was nasty. And he landed, like damn, on his head too. Yeah, it it was like he has the most believable six thirty ever, I think, because it just looks like he's just trying to. He wants the most velocity ever, so he's just turning a bunch of times to try to kill you. Yeah, it's nuts, man. It, this whole thing, and this was maybe like what a four minute segment, 
Yeah, this was, that, a, but yeah, it was like so fast. Highlight. Yeah, it was so fast and like such oh, a highlight of the show for sure. It was nuts, man. <laughs> it was crazy. So next, they go to the out to the parking lot with Santana Ortiz, and they're like, "Oh, you want to oh, beat no. us? Oh, we got something for that." So they got the spray paint. They start beating in the windows of Sue's van. <laughs> they knock off the um, the side view mirrors. <laughs> Ortiz. Or was it Santana? No, I think it was Santana. Santana writes Sue in spray paint over the van and puts an X through it. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Sue's next. <laughs> Not Sue's van. This is so funny. But <laughs> and yeah, they just like, that's what I'm saying. When I think they're not playing nice no more. Like they're, this is going to be the start of them just being full savage, like just going after anybody and everybody who's in their way. And it will come back. It, it comes back to this van later in the show, which it was even funnier. So next right. we got John Silver and Alex Reynolds against Cody in the debuting Matt Cardona. Uh, what'd you think of this match? I thought it was good. It was, um, it, it, it was what it needed to be. It was, um, a good way to show Matt Cardona's like first in in ring debut, I guess, yeah. match. Uh, I definitely thought there was going to be a turn at the end. Like I thought Matt Cardona was going to turn on Cody and then we'd I have a that too. TNT title match. That's not how it turned out. It was play. They played it straight. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with Matt Cardona. I'm, I'm interested to see. I believe he's only next. I believe his deal was only five appearances. Five That's appearances. I yeah. I heard it was just a five appearance deal. Like, like not fully signed. Oh, wow. Hmm. Oh yeah, so maybe they're not putting too much stock into him. Yeah, just yet. Just so, like a little fun thing for him to do because he's Cody's friend. And yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know where else he would go unless he's going to Impact, maybe or mm. I don't know. Interesting. I did but, not know that. Yeah, that's what I heard. It was just a five appearance deal. But man, the standout of this match for me was John Silver. This man rules. He was kicking yeah. the hell out of Cody. Bet he was kicking. He was laying it yes. in on him. This whole match was basically the Beaver Boys um, isolating Cody for like the first half of the match. It was just built around um, Cardona's hot tag, basically. Yeah. But Cardona actually ended up getting the win with the Rough Rider, which he now calls Radio Silence, which I, I love. That's a great way to play on his old stuff for the new finish because his whole uh, theme song was, Oh, radio, tell me everything you know. So now... The, the that was Zack Ryder's old song? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. So now the, yeah, the that's a theme song episode we're gonna do. Exactly. It's coming. We <laughs> it, it'll it's gonna happen sometime. <laughs> so so yeah, he now his finish is called Radio Silence, which is like a cool way to he, he even like they posted something about the uh finisher being called Radio Silence and he quote tweeted and said, Get it in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> He's funny, man. I I think everybody should check out um this his podcast with um, Hawk or um, what's his name? Brian Myers. Yeah. The, uh, the major wrestling figures podcast. They had Tony Khan on this week and it's a really interesting episode. Oh, nice. It's just a, I like, just always assumed they just talked about wrestling figures the whole it time. Is. It's, it's oh, a okay. lot. That's a lot of, but like, it was just him like explaining like his, uh, his, like his wrestling fandom. And it was really interesting. He talked about how he was like second row at an ECW show. I forget which, uh, what show was it? I forget which one it was, but he's got like a Taz shirt on. So sick. Hard. It's cool to see like somebody running a major company who's like an actual, like, he's, he's just a fan. fan. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> it rules. One of us. One of us. 
just with a lot more money. <laughs> yeah, shit. But after the match, Scorpio skies in the tunnel. He's waiting for Cody. He points at the, he like knocks his knuckles on the title and walks away. So Scorpio gets Cody next week. I would actually love to see Scorpio Sky take the belt off Cody. I wouldn't be mad about it. I love Scorpio Sky, man. I, I think he's a great fucking match. I know oh, that. yeah. It's going to rule. Scorpio rules. Cody rules. There's no way it's not going to be good. Because his match with Jericho ruled, too. Like, it was like, there was no way he was beating Jericho, but we were both sitting there pop, like, popping, like, thinking he was going to win for a second. There was, like, some really close false finishes in that one. Like, they, they got me. That was a really fun yeah. match. I'm glad we were there for, for that live. Yes. That was awesome. But next, we got the best friends promo at Sue's van. <laughs> he goes, Chuck goes, you made a liar out of me. When she said we could take her, take her van, I promised nothing would happen to it. <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he says, and then Chuck, uh, Chuck's like, you can do whatever you want. You can sad boom me with a chair. You can hit me with your little socks. But my mom's van. You've got too far. So stupid, but it's like if like I don't know how to describe it. If it was anybody besides the best friends doing this, it wouldn't work. But it's them, so it right. works. Like yeah, I don't know what it like. They've they put themselves in such a perfect position where they can do the stupidest things ever, and it's hilarious. But they could also be serious and incredible tag team at the same time. It doesn't make any yes. sense, but it, it works. I don't know how it works. It's just because they've had they've built this gimmick for themselves for so long, and they gotten over for it, so it works. Yeah, it's, especially being in AEW, uh, like from the beginning. Yeah, and having this gimmick of like they're the best friends. They just that's, that's it. They're, just here, they're having a good time, and they for take people their mom who don't man. know like their previous work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It rules, man. They said they want another match, and if <laughs> if they win, they got to call Sue on speakerphone and apologize. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so funny. hopefully after like you said that uh proud and powerful or whatever you want to call them hopefully after if they because i feel like that's setting them up to lose for sure i I hope they they win call sue and just cuss her out yeah something <laughs> that, yeah that'd be hilarious i hope it's like they win and still call her just yeah and just barrier <laughs> yep that'd be that, great that'd be hilarious that'd be hilarious Speaking of hilarious, man, <laughs> the debate, Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy, and with the special moderator, he's back in <laughs> Eric Bischoff back on TNT. Who would have guessed it? Wow. 20 years. He's smiling. He's always yeah. pointing to his smile. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought he was like he played he played this role really well though. Like, yes, he did. He was great. This debate was hilarious, man. It started off Jericho just burying Orange Cassidy, and then like the third question's like, so uh, the sea level has been rising at a, an alarming rate. What do you guys think about this uh, very important global issue? And Jericho's like, what the hell are you talking about? This is wrestling. I don't care about that. Give me a real <laughs> question. And and Orange Cassidy's like, yeah, you know. The sea level has been rising at a at a rate of like I don't remember what he said, but like a rate of yeah. He had this he, long fucking scientific thought out, yeah, yeah. Real thought out sentence and well spoken. And then he just backs away from the mic, doesn't say anything <laughs> else. Standing there, uh, mouth agape, just like so funny. 
because he doesn't answer anything besides these this question and the last question. Yeah. And then he goes, uh, Bishop asks, so uh, the next question is, who is the bigger star in AEW, and why do people like Orange Cassidy so much? And then Derek is just burying Orange Cassidy. He says that if he was went to high school with Orange Cassidy, he would have beat him up, stole his lunch money, and taken his girlfriend. <laughs> Just classic, classic Jericho. Jericho. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and man, the last question is, why is this match so important to both the competitors? And Jericho starts talking. And then Orange Cassidy goes, Chris, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and he, Orange Cassidy, like, I, the way they built him, it does, like, with, it's the same as best friends. Like, it's a gimmick that I don't know how it works so well, but I love it. Like, it works right. so well because he, like, He's like the mascot. Exactly. But then he's like also yeah. believe like he's also credible in the ring because he can go and like Yeah, definitely. Yep. He he goes, you know, you try I know what you're trying to do here. You <laughs> you asked for a debate against the guy who doesn't talk. And I was like, I, I, I like that he said that. Right. <laughs> he, he could and he's like, but I'm not embarrassed. Because I don't care about that. What I do <laughs> care about is this match next week. It's the biggest match of my life. It's the biggest match of your life. Cause uh you know how embarrassing you want to talk about embarrassment. How embarrassing would it be if you lost to the guy who puts his hands in his pockets? And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he said he's gonna kick Chris Jericho's ass and he's gonna beat him. And I hope he does. I really hope. I I, I do too. I hope Cassie wins. And I hope. I mean, it's more stacked to, for him to win than to lose. I think he wins here, and at all out, it's Chris Jericho and Santana Ortiz against Orange Cassie and the best friends. Really, you think so? They're, that's both. That's both feuds, and that they, they're all together. So, I don't think they would have need to have. A th- I mean, I don't know. You, oh, here's what they do. You know how they remember right before COVID hit, they're supposed to have a back a back a backlot brawl with the best friends in Orange Cassidy against the uh, Death Triangle. Yeah, they need to take that idea, do backlot brawl like cinematic style. With uh, oh, see. that would be money. Yeah, that that would be so good. That that's what they should do. I hope they do. <laughs> oh man, here I go again. Fantasy booking. <laughs> Give the pencil. I think that'd be awesome though. Uh, but <laughs> regardless, I'm excited to see where they go with this. Yeah, it, hopefully it doesn't. Do you think it'll end after next week? Because they're know. having a match, and then he has to pay the six thousand for the suit if you lose. Yeah. I, I I think OC wins, and then they have they have to have a grudge match of some kind, unless if it's the six man tag or if it's just the one on one. Right. Yep. They, they got to have a blow off somewhere because they can't be one and one. I don't think I don't think Jericho would take the loss very well. <laughs> no. So next we got Brick Baker. She uh she has the special opponent for Big Swole, and uh, she's like, I got the perfect person, Reba, and it's Rebel. Shout out to Rebel man. She got the match against Big Swole here. Swole comes out not playing no games. She comes out with no full, full intensity. Starts laying it in on Rebel. Rebel, I don't know if, how familiar with you are with her, but she was in TNA. She wrestled a little bit. And she was in the, the menagerie with Crazy Steve and uh, Nux <laughs> and the guy on stilts. Shout out to, shout out to Nux, Mike Knox. <laughs> was it this in there? Nah. It was, oh, okay. um, I don't think he was. It was just Nux, Crazy Steve, dude on stilts. Rebel. Okay. Yeah, was she, she the bearded lady, or what was she? Nah, she was just Rebel looking. Oh, Rebel in TNA. She's going crazy. Oh, she wasn't. Didn't have like a carnival gimmick or something. Nah, she was just Rebel going crazy. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, this match 
was it's pretty short. Big Swallows comes out, and whoops her, went with the dirty yep. dancing. I love the dirty dancing. It's just like smooth little like like discus forearm. Just kill, and it's it's always stiff too. It always looks really stiff. Oh yeah, Big Swallow rules, man. I'm excited for. I think Britt Baker coming back at all out is crazy. I think that's all like wow that she recovered that fast. I'm excited yeah, for that. That's what I didn't see. I didn't even know that. That's fucking nuts. It's like honestly, very soon. <laughs> very excited for yeah. it. But yeah, um, that was the win. So now she has her match against Britt Baker for sure at all out because that was the stipulation. She's like, yeah, you can get your match with me, but you got to pick somebody of my choosing. And she did. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> and now we got the main event, man. This match ruled. Oh. So good, man. The the world champion John Moxley against Darby Allen. God, this match it it started off so dude. <laughs> he slaps Moxley to start it, and Moxley just jacks him right in the mouth. Like, yeah, he hit, him hit him hard. so hard. <laughs> he hit him so hard. He immediately started leaking from the mouth. His mouth was so bloody for the rest of the match. Oof. Like literally the first ten seconds, he was so hard he was bleeding already. It was oh, crazy. My phone just did the job. <laughs> Hey yo, <laughs> hey yo! This phone is going down, Chico. <laughs> but yeah, this match ruled. I, Darby and Moxley have great chemistry. Their first match ruled. This match was great. At one point, they they really got me. I thought I thought Darby had it when MJF did the run in and hit Mox with the belt. And so did I. I did too. And he hit the coffin drop. I was like, no way! They're really like, going to fight the emo kid. <laughs> yeah, but not Max. Uh, he got out of it, and then Darby goes for the uh, coffin drop again, and this was a really cool callback, because Mox catches him in the rear naked choke, and that's how, I, I'm pretty sure that's how their first match ended. I think you're right, yeah. I thought that was, and then, but Darby throws the middle fingers up, saying, like, nah, I'm not falling for that again. I, yeah. I, like, that's what I mean about this, is like, when Darby loses, he doesn't go down, like, he just loses, he doesn't go down like a jobber, he, like, puts up a fight until he just gets overwhelmed because he's a small guy. Like that's all right, right. He's got that sympathy, uh, exactly. sympathy thing going for sure. Exactly. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's a no-brainer to say that the main event was the best match of the show, but this for sure was. Yeah, this match ruled. Moxie started bleeding after that. The uh, after the belt, after the shot belt, yeah. From, uh, MJF, yeah. <laughs> a whole lot of blood on this show. I'm okay with it. I'm cool with that. Yep. More blood on TNT. Give it to me. <laughs> More blood, blood and guts. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Moxie ended up winning. Well, he tried to win with the uh, the God style power driver shot to Moro Suzuki, but nope, he didn't get it. So he ended up ha- having used the paradigm shift for the finish. And like I said, this match ruled. It was a short. It was like it was just the constant like, oh motherfucker, you won't stay down. I gotta yeah. do this really. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah, this match was really awesome. I'm excited to see where they do next with Darby because everything they've done with him so far has been awesome. Like every big match he's had has been great. The match with Jericho, where Jericho like killed him with that Judas effect. Yeah, to where he did the suicide dive into the Judas effect. That's one of like the craziest <laughs> things I've ever seen. Cause he he straight up knocked his head off with it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he gave him a shoot concussion with that because he's like he probably killed him with it. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, man, that was AEW this week. It was a really fun show, man. I like I say this every week, but. AW just rules. So fun. I'm excited for next week. They got a lot set up. It's Tag Team Appreciation Week. Oh, yeah. I love that. And they have a Rock and Roll Express and yep. uh, the uh, uh, Brain Busters. Yep. Arnett Tully. 
we got also got the Young Bucks versus um, I keep calling them Super Smash Bros, but um, Evil Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. We got Young Bucks again, or not Young Bucks, uh, Kenny and Hangman against Jurassic Express, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then we got Cody and Scorpio, and then yeah, that's we, great, man. Whatever they got to do something with FTR and Arn and Tully, so I'm excited for right, that. Right, right. Very excited for that. So let's hop into NXT, man. It opened up with Rhea Ripley and Dakota Kai for the number one contendership match, which this match was actually really good. Uh, obviously, it's mm-hmm. going to be good. Both these, I think Dakota Kai is quickly becoming like my favorite person on the women's roster in NXT besides EO. Yeah. She, she rules, man. <laughs> she's really good. I like, she's probably mm, a little lower on my list, but Rhea, EO, yeah, she's up there though for sure. Top yeah. five. I think my favorite would be, I think it's EO, Dakota, probably Candace, and then Rhea. I just I like Candace because like her indie stuff though, and she rules. Oh, <laughs> actually, no, Mia Yum. Yeah, I forgot oh, about yeah, Mia Yum. Mia Yum rules. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Their roster's just stacked, but yeah, definitely. Dakota ended up winning with the go to kick. Dude, I love the way she set up here because Rhea's so tall, she couldn't do with the regular race. So she just had her like rope hung on the ropes, and then kicked her in the mouth after interference from Mercedes Martinez, and then Mercedes attacked her after. I yep. really hope they do Mercedes and Rhea at TakeOver. That, that, oh, that'd be so good. So I'm saying. <laughs> I don't mind that Rhea lost, yeah. and Dakota's going on for number one contender because we get Mercedes Martinez and Rhea Ripley, and that'll be fucking great. That's two great women's matches set up for TakeOver. If, I mean, assuming Beautiful. they do the Mercedes and Rhea, yeah. they got to, though. I would yep. think. And next, we got a, a, a battle of two Australian boys, Bronson Reed and Shane Thorne. Crikey. <laughs> it was a decent match. Uh, Shane Thorne rules, man. I don't know how they don't use him in a like more prominent role. He's, like, ridiculously good. <laughs> like, as for, for, like, a mid-card guy who they don't really use, like, every time he wrestles, he just looks like a star because he can yeah, he go. Was, this match was great, man. It, it, I, I was just kind of like, all right, it's just kind of a filler match. But yeah. They're really pushing Bronson Reed, and Shane Thorne did a lot of cool shit in this match. Yeah, he did. Yeah, this, this is good. I liked it. That, Better than um, I thought it would be. Yeah, definitely. That, like, I don't, it's kind of like the running senton cannonball thing Shane Thorne does. He gets so much elevation on it. It's so crazy every time. Yeah. <laughs> he does it differently than everybody I've ever seen do it. It's sick. But Bronson Reed, I'm getting the win here with the tsunami splash, he called it, which was, was a big that's a big man to be splashing you. So. Big boy be flying. After this, they they show uh, Legato del Fantasma attacking Fandango and uh, Breeze in the parking lot, and they kidnap Fandango. <laughs> they just throw him in the back of the truck and drive away, and then yeah. that they'll lead back to that actor. And next, we got a really, really, really good uh, triple threat match: Damian Priest, Only Larkin, Rich Holland. Man, Rich Holland rules. Rich yeah, Holland this is, is my first viewing of him. I didn't even. He's from NXT UK. Yeah, he's sick. <laughs> and he used to be a rugby player, I guess. You can um, see it because that man's built like a rugby player. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. There's this uh, comic book called The Goon. Um, I don't know if anybody out there knows what I'm talking about, but <laughs> Rich Holland looks uh, like a real life version of The Goon for sure. That's, he has that sick. like the Peaky Blinders hat and that yeah. Billy Club. Like he's sick. And dude's like a brick shit house. And he was dropping some crazy suplexes in this match. Yes, he was. He like a crazy leg capture when that was sick. Um, 
Man, Oni Lurkin. I kind of, I really wanted Oni Lurkin to win this match. I knew he wasn't gonna because they're pushing Priest, but like, I just want to see Oni do everything. He rules. Yeah, Lucy's on the show. Yeah, exactly. He was. There was a while where he wasn't. Uh, Carrying Cross next week. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> Danny, Danny Birch's. Poor Danny Birch, man. Poor Danny. God damn it. <laughs> so yeah, Trevor man. Birch. Uh, Damian Priest ended up winning with the crossroads. I forget what they call it. It's, it's, it's the crossroads. You call it whatever you want. Yeah. It's the crossroads. <laughs> call what it is. And he won with that. And yeah, he's moving on to the. Uh, we'll talk about it when it comes up. But yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> he's moving on to the letter match. I got something to say about that letter match in a little bit. But next, we got Literally. Keith Lee and Cameron Grimes. Man, Cameron Grimes rules. <laughs> Every time I love TV, Cameron man. Grimes. <laughs> He comes out just talking shit, and I love yeah, it because it's like, because so like you you see him and you see him, he's just saying something. Usually, you can't really hear people yeah. when they come out and they're talking, um, but you can kind of hear clips of what he's saying. Just like, and hey, you're dealing with Cameron Grimes, you know, who you're dealing with. <laughs> it was just like, like he just talks shit. That's like he's still talking shit. I fucking like, love this. As he's losing, he's still going. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's great. But it was like a, a like a not a very competitive match. Grimes definitely got in some offense, but Keith Lee kind of won with ease as he as he should. Yeah. But man, <laughs> Cameron Grimes just rules. But yeah, he's great. They're really going immediately for this cross feud because he shows up on the screen after, and he's got five dudes laid out backstage. He's just out here on a rampage, <laughs> and he's he's like, "You didn't want to give me the easy way, so I guess we're going the hard way." So. They they got the match. I think Keith Lee accepted the challenge, didn't he? I don't know if he officially accepted, but I just assumed that he did. Yeah. So, I there's no way Cross loses, is it? Like how they're building it? I don't know, man. The way they're building it, there's I don't see any like. Uh, I hope he does. I mean, I'd rather see Keith Lee with the belt. Yeah. I, I just, I just think it's too early for carrying cross for me, for me I, personally. I think it's too early for him to lose and too early for him to win. Like, yeah, that's true. Because how how can he lose after doing everything he's doing? Like, yeah, he's this maniac psycho killer. Basically, maybe Danny Birch will beat him and it'll like kind of like knock him down a peg. Oh yeah, and, Danny Birch, uh, <laughs> star of the show. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's. I, I mean, I love Killer Cross, so. But I also love Keith Lee, and Keith Lee deserves to have a championship. We talked about this extensively, like yes. how we don't want Keith Lee to just have a, like a nothing reign. Yeah. But the closer it gets, the more they show Keith Cross on TV, just killing everybody he goes across. We don't, you know, we saw Keith Lee give away a belt. We don't want to see him lose the other one. Yeah, and he, I mean, Dijak and Keith Lee always had completely competitive matches, and. Cross killed Dijak, so yes. that that doesn't spell very good news for uh, <laughs> what Scott Snyder says. Say uh, that's that that's most disaster for you as sacrifice. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's most disaster for Keith Lee at NXT Takeover Thirty, which I'm. Uh, we'll talk about NXT Takeover Thirty a little bit more at the end of this show too, because. Uh, Yes, sir. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll get to it. So after this LDF drags Fandango to the ring, 
<laughs> Dude, Fandango just can't put up a fight. I guess he's getting just ragged all to the ring. They <laughs> they really got him. And yeah, what's with their what's the beef with Fandango? They're like, we don't like his gimmick. Yeah, because they they came out and did like they made fun of uh, Lucha that because you know how they do like the entrances where they're like making fun of stuff. They did the one when they wrestled that they were making fun of Lucha Libre. They came out and did like I forget what they did. Something they made from Lucha, and that's why uh, they're they got the beef with them because they're, they're making them because the LDS whole thing is they're bringing back uh credibility to Lucha Libre, and they right Breeze Dango made fun of it, so they got to pay. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Breeze came out for the save, but it, ain't, it don't work. Like, he get beat, he gets beat down. So I love this faction. Shit? I love this faction, dude. They like they come out like full, dressing nice, just. They look like stars, and they just lay people Definitely. out. I, I like it a lot. I was I when he first came in as El Fantasma. I was like during the tournament, I was like, okay, he's cool, but like I don't know what they're gonna do with the gimmick. But as soon as he turned money, it's money, man. They, it's they're doing really yeah. well by him. Definitely I love really that, well by what him. they're doing with the, those guys and the cruiserweight title. I guess cruiserweight title is almost secondary at this. It's point. It's first year secondary. Gimmick. Yeah, it's definitely like. He just has it, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah, he doesn't need it. Yeah, I don't think they need it as a championship per period because I don't think they need two mid-card-ish championships. Yeah. Especially if not for NXT where it's like, I don't know. They don't really push that many people, so I don't know why they need that many championships, but that's okay. So next we got a backstage or a parking lot segment with Bronson Reed and Damian Priest. And Bronson Reed, do you see the shirt he was wearing here? Mm-hmm. It was the Halloween Havoc '97 thing that um, Tyler Brown and um, all of them do. You know that the the uh, where I got that Walt the uh, Imperium shirt. They do the what is it called? Uh, Bad Street USA. Mm, yeah, yeah. They, they he was wearing one of their shirts. Oh, that's cool. Sick. I I, said, I messaged him. I was like, "Yo, did you see this?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "I could I saw it." And I was like, "I swear I know where that's from." I messaged Tyler to see if it wasn't. Yeah, that was. So shout out to Bronson Reed. Did he know that? Did he was he watching it? No, he, he hadn't seen it yet. So he was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Oh, that's nuts. Hey, good that's for them. Cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, they, had, they just had like a little segment in the parking lot saying, like building up heat for the uh, for for the uh, ladder match. But we, we can talk about this here. The ladder match, man. What? Like, so it's supposed to be a five-man ladder match. Yeah. And Dexter Loomis is out of it now. Yeah, he got injured because of his knee brace. Or I don't knee? know something ankle. Something? I don't know ankle. Yeah, but their their solution for it is to have a four way match or two two. I, what was the way they described it was weird. I think it's two singles matches with the four people who have lost already. But if that's the case, what happened to the other triple threat match that was supposedly already planned? Because that, like, you know what I mean. Because if he's out, yeah, there, yeah, there should have been more, yeah, matches. There shouldn't like him coming out. Why does that make two people need to go in? Like there should have be already been, they, there should be one match to replace him. Why is there a match where people already lost to qualify when they already lost a qualifying match? There should have if when they built this in theory, like in kayfabe, it would be what was it, five, five triple threat matches, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. So but five one, weeks one, of triple threats. But one of them is just gone now, apparently. So like, right. 
that just it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, None of it makes sense, bro. It's yeah, that bot, it's such a clusterfuck. Like, it really is. Like, I get injuries happen, but I don't understand. Just replace him. You don't. Why? What happened to the other match? Yeah, yeah the I, logic I, isn't there. The other guess, two matches, right? Yeah. So now, like him, him being hurt somehow opened up another spot. Like somebody's taking his spot, and then somebody's taking another spot in the match too. So there was never a fifth match. Apparently, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they ran out of talent. Basically, is what they're probably yeah telling I guess, me. I guess so. I, I, <laughs> why book the tournament? Why? Oh yeah, my god, it's so annoying. <laughs> Un- unfortunately, the matches have been actually really good. The, well, the matches are really good. Yeah, but like it's just the but, logic behind the what like it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, the logic and the psychology is just not there. And I don't know if they know what they're fucking doing with that, but hopefully the match know. is good. I'm sure the ladder match would be crazy because I don't think I've seen a bad NXT ladder match. So Yeah, so far, Damian Priest is definitely winning that. Yeah, I I, I don't know how I feel with him with the title. His promo work isn't that good. Like, it hasn't been like the, like, I'm sure he's a good promo. I know he's a good promo because, like, I've seen yeah. a good promo. I think just the way they're t- having him do promos isn't that good. Yeah, he's very much like uh, he's a good voice, but like he's just very like robotic. Yeah, I in the delivery. I don't know. So I, I don't. Uh, I guess we'll see who ends up being in the final. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see who else the other guys are. But right now, I, he's the one that is going to win for sure. Yeah. But so, so let's get into this. Pat McAfee joins commentary here for the uh, Indy Hartwell and Tegan Knox match. So this match was good. I like Indy Hartwell a lot. I think she's going to be somebody once she gets more like experience at like the performance center and everything. Cause like, you, I feel like everybody like that works there, they have to go through the WWE retraining. That's how it always is. They'll sign somebody, but they're not on TV forever. It feels like so Indy Hartwell, I feel like that's going to be her thing too. Cause she's really good already. I think she has like a good, she's taller than most of the people on the women's roster. I feel like. She yeah, she like, does look kind of tall for sure. So, I, and it, what were you say? I would like to see her wrestle. Uh, and I, I was going to ask you this earlier. Whatever happened to um, the girl, the bodyguard that would come out with Dakota Kai? What's her name? Raquel Gonzalez. What happened to her? I haven't seen her in a while. I don't know. That's a great question. She had, she wasn't out there with her tonight. So, I'd like to see those two wrestle. That'd be two big girls going. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That'd be awesome. But taking it up, getting the win here. It was it was a good match, nothing too crazy. It was kind of weird that they had this as semi-main. It kind of like seemed out of place to me, but well, like we both said, this is a good match. I would have rather listened to it on mute because it became the fucking Pat McAfee show. Yeah, <laughs> he was definitely was just like this dude just doesn't shut up. And it's like I get it. You're you're promoting this guy for. I'll get into what I think about all this Pat McAfee bullshit, but. uh I know we talked about it last week, but or the week before that, but just this whole thing and angle, but he just wouldn't shut up. It's like you're taking yeah. away from what these girls are doing in the ring to promote what's about to happen anyways. Yep. Yeah, I don't you know? that's one thing I it, I never like when they use commentary as a storytelling device when a match is happening that's Definitely. not involved in the story you're telling. That just makes like what's happening in the ring irrelevant at that point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or they're like promoting shit over the, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. By sketchers, it's fucking, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Tegan won that match and then we got the main event 
Imperium against Undisputed Era for the tag titles. It was a good match, obviously. Mm-hmm. Two of the best tag teams out right now. I love Marcel Bartel, man. That dude can move. And so, yeah. so can Fabian Eichner. Eichner is like, his, he first came in on the uh, the um, Cruiserweight Classic. He, he he bulked up then, but he still moves like a Cruiserweight. They're both this Imperium rules. I can't wait till Walter's back. Yeah, Walter needs that to whole back. like, yeah. And um, who's your other guy? Wolf, something. Wolf? Yeah, Alexander, Alexander Wolf. Wolf. Yeah, yeah. That whole faction's fucking great, man. Sure and I enough. can't wait to see if we ever do see an undisputed era and Imperium go at it. It did. That's when uh, Alexander Wolf got his head knocked off by Bobby Fish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he yeah, got yeah. shoot knocked yeah. out. <laughs> that's right. Yep. Yeah, that's right. We did see that. Um, but yeah, it'd be great to see Walter back. Yeah, definitely. All them guys. Because he was supposed to I have that feud with Finn Balor. Who was? Walter had that feud with Finn Balor. They're gonna have that match at the NXT Takeover or NXT UK Takeover, but it got canceled. Oh, that's right. Yep. That match was gonna rule. Balor. Oh, I feel like I got my head kicked off. I can't remember shit. <laughs> but yeah, let's get into this, man. So the match is good. During the match, McAfee's just burying Adam Cole on commentary and. It's obvious that Cole can hear him because he's like 20 feet away. And yeah. Cole gets tired of it, comes up to him, he's like, yo, I thought we squashed this, blah, 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 blah. I can hear you. I'm 20 feet away. Shut up, shut up, shut up. And then Cole finally throws water onto <gasps> And during this happening, they're, um, who was it? that uh, Rodney comes and tries to break it up with um, like everybody at ringside. And during this, Imperial men are getting the win. And they, they just bail out. And that then it just turns into the Pac McAfee and Cole show. They, they're arguing back and forth. Triple H comes out, Sean Michaels comes out, they're trying to keep Cole back, all this, blah, blah, blah. And they finally get McAfee away. And Cole's on the table just losing his mind because McAfee's like, I'll kill you. Yeah, because he goes, um, I forget what McAfee says. He's like, some blah blah blah, but you'll always be you a, little a little bitch. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> Cole is just a little bitty bitch furious and the way this happened is he's leaning over the table trying to like reach at McAfee and McAfee comes back and punts everything aside of how we feel about this this punt looked like he killed this man he he went (laughs) full trying to put the put the ball on the one yard line he kicked his damn head off and Adam and uh, Cole sold it for sure because he just kind of like falls limp onto the ground like he was dead yeah yeah for sure like he was dead and Mac and Triple H like shows McAfee out and yeah, he shoved just, him hard. He shoved him real hard. He's like, Yeah, what what kind of sloppy shop you running here? Blah 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 blah. But like, why? <laughs> Here's what I wanna say, brother. Let me tell you something, dude. Um so Adam Cole is your top guy. This is your this is Easily. I mean Keith Lee's Keith Lee's a champ, obviously, and he's got the thing going with the cross. Adam Cole's the first person you see on any type of promotion, promotional advertisement, all that. He is the top guy in NXT. Hands Longest down. reigning champion ever. Champ. Yep. Right. In the past, when they'd bring in a, let's just say, an athlete outside of wrestling to yeah. work with somebody, it was always a mid-card guy. Now, I'm not saying not, not taking anything away because they're both Hall of Famers. Big Show, Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam Bigelow re- wrestled LT. Yep. He's a football player. That was a mid-card thing. It was kind of a sideshow attraction. They put that middle of a card. 
Big Show wrestled. He did the Floyd Mayweather shit. He yep. did the fucking. I mean, at that time, uh, Floyd Bono. Mayweather wasn't what he is now. Yeah, he did yeah. the Aki Bono shit. If you told me, if you asked me before all this, who's Pat McAfee? I'd be like, I don't fucking know who the fuck Pat. McAfee. <laughs> oh, he's the he's the punter. He's a Pro Bowler. He punted. He was a punter for yeah. the Indianapolis Colts. I'd be like, okay, and like, oh, he's gonna wrestle the top guy in NXT. It's like, why? Of all the fucking celebrities that you could get, this is who you got. Like, I, yeah, it's just. I mean, you're not gonna get Tom Brady in there. You're not gonna get LeBron James or some shit like that. But I don't know, man. This just Adam Cole deserves better. <laughs> I think is, I think is I'm more sour on it because it's the first thing he's doing after losing the title. So like, yeah. maybe if it was like something where like it was a few months down the line and he does some other stuff and then they need to find something for him to do. Okay, but like the yeah. first thing after having the title for 400 days is him and Pat McAfee, and it just screams like, and I'm sure Pat McAfee is a fine like person. I don't think against the fucking guy, but like. You stay in, just stay in your fucking lane, man. Like, well, he's been football shit. He's been involved with NXT for like years, so I get why they chose him because he's been doing he does he's been doing commentary. He's been doing uh the pre shows for NXT Takeover. Yeah, I've seen him on there for sure. Yeah, but he was at a what was it Takeover? What was yeah, it? War Games. I was at one of the shows he was at. Yeah, War Games. War Games, exactly. But and, I don't. I, I just don't yeah. see like who really wants to see it, but. Like I said, that punt looked really good. So maybe, maybe he'll have, it'd be a good match. Who knows? But I, I like I just don't. It was the main event segment too. Like, uh, yeah, Keith, no. Keith Lee was <laughs> Keith Lee's match was. Let me, see, let me count how many segments was Keith Lee's match was before this. I'm just One, saying, if you give, two, if you three, four, if you're telling me, five, five segments before this was the, the champions match, right? Like, uh. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's stupid. Um, my whole thing is, if I'm a viewer and I'm sitting at home, and I'm I'm not picking AEW right away, and I'm going back and forth, and you told me you're gonna have John Moxley versus Darby on for the title, or you can watch uh, this tag team match, but Pat McAfee and Adam Cole are gonna have a schmaz, uh, fugazi after the fucking thing. I would fucking watch AEW all day. Yeah. Like Pat McAfee, who the fuck is that? I don't know who the fuck that is. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not too crazy about it. Uh, I but it's weird because they're making Adam Cole the face here because McAfee was obviously playing the heel. Like he was. Yeah. He's like that, NXT. He's instigator. Yeah. Yeah. But like, are, is this what they're using to turn out Undisputed Era face? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, but I'm I, also glad that they didn't break up Undisputed Era because I thought that's what they were going to do too. Like, he, basically, Adam Cole would cost them a distraction of the match. Yeah, they'd all turn their back on him at Takeover, and Pat McAfee would win that way. I'm I, I would be okay with a Kyle O'Reilly Adam Cole feud. That would rule because Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly, see Kyle O'Reilly, then fucking Pat McAfee wrestle Adam Cole. Kyle O'Reilly needs to be a top guy. He, he's oh my god! Uh, we gotta go back and watch some of the stuff where Kyle Riley cut like is the main baby face in PWG against um, mm. uh, Mount Rushmore 2.0, which was Roderick Strong, uh, Adam Cole, and the Young Bucks. I think it was. Mm. He's like the biggest baby face in the world. They're like he's over, over, 
and I, I think saw most could, of his stuff in Ring of Honor. Yeah, they did the Col- the Cole and uh, O'Reilly feud there too, and it was, he was mm-hmm. completely over there too. Like he's a yeah, really he believable fa- baby face. Red and I Dragon think, or something was it? Yeah, Red Dragon, him and Bobby Fish, and I I think they could definitely make that work. So maybe maybe this is the long play and it leads to that, but I don't know why Cole Adam Cole is not a face. Adam Cole's an no. asshole. That, like, he's that's got to be heel. That's like that's the perfect place for him to be. He's like the cool ass. He's like he's cool and he's sick and everybody loves him. But like he's got to be a heel because he's just like it works so much yeah. better for him. Yes, because like he's always gonna be the guy who everybody cheers for because they love him. But he's got to be a heel because that's like I, I don't Adam Cole babyface. I don't see that working right because like right he doesn't need to be a babyface to get cheered. He's a, like he's cool. <laughs> it comes down to that. So I don't think they need to. Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens this week on it. But as of right now, I'm not too crazy excited for that. But we'll see. Nah, definitely not. They got another two weeks at NXT to to build to give us get us excited for the match. Maybe they'll do something. But who knows? But yeah, that was NXT for this week. So what do you think happened in the ratings? <laughs> AEW took off their belt and gave a spanking. Yeah, they did. <laughs> AEW, I think this is the first time they hit 900,000 since pandemic. Uh, 901,000 to NXT's 753,000. So it's a big win for AEW. Um, yeah, that's damn near a million. Yeah, and and that was for a tape show too. And I've noticed that their uh, live shows seem to do better. So that for a tape show, that that's big for them. Mm. But yeah, man, that was awesome. That was a good week of wrestling, man. I really enjoyed the Warrior Wrestling Show this weekend. I loved AEW this week. Raw was better than normal, I'd say. Maybe not better, but more interesting than normal, I'd say for sure. Did your phone do the job again? Yeah, my phone just did the damn job. (laughs) You love to see it. (laughs) It's Android. Yeah, yeah. Android's are built with with, uh, heart and soul. Oh, damn. They're the... uh, yeah, the under underdog baby face. <laughs> Apple's for sure the heel. <laughs> oh, for sure the heel. But yeah, man, that's all I got for this week. You got anything else we want to talk about before we go? Mm-mm. All right, well, I got nothing, brother. We'll be back next week. Well, we didn't do a match of the week this week because we talked about the Warriors show, and Nick was out of town for some family students out there and out on the East Coast with family, so. We didn't get to do a match of the week this week. We're going to hop it back in next week, and we'll – I don't know. We might do the Motor City Machine Guns North match if it's up on Impact Plus. We had talked about that, but if not, I'll I'll shove something up. We'll find something. Yeah, we could do uh, something like you mentioned, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby – or uh, Roddy Strong, PWG, I'd, Ring I'm of down Honor, with that. anything. I would love that, actually. Yeah, let's, we'll figure something out, but, yeah, we'll yeah. talk about it. So, yeah, that's all we got for this week, so – as always, everybody, hope everybody's being safe out there, wearing your mask. I'm so tired of the pandemic. I want it to be over, so please wear your mask so we can go back to normal. Mask, whether you like it or not. New Japan is having shows with people there, and they're safe. Like I would love to go to a show normal. That'd yep. be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of New, New Japan, speaking of, shout out to Yoshihashi. Won his first belt in uh, New Japan ever. Oh, yeah. Shout out. Never open weight. He had uh, Milano crying on commentary. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, man, hope everybody's being safe, taking care of each other. 
wearing your mask, being safe. It's time to time to take this into our own hands because <laughs> government ain't <laughs> government ain't helping at all. So we gotta do something. Enough I'm tired. Is enough. Exactly. And it's time for a change. I just wanna be able to go do things normally. <laughs> That's all I want. Please, sir, can you wear another mask? <laughs> yeah, double up on them. Do something. <laughs> double up on these fucking mask people. <laughs> Yeah, that being said, where can everybody find you on social media? I'm on Instagram, XNABX219. And I'm on Twitter, at, at FatXTony. How about you? I'm on the Twitter and Instagram, at Burning Hammered. My band's on Twitter and Instagram, at Karma, K-H-A-R-M-A-M-W-H-C. And the show you can find... On Instagram at Go Home Pod and on Twitter at The Go Home Pod and on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash The Go Home Show. But that being said, everybody be safe. Black Lives Matter. And it's time to go home.